This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Mitski Swiftpaw of Sargatanis, Minya Lockhart of Balmung, and Kalina Ashsaber of Sargatanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Now That's Some Gosh Darn Good Music. Now That's Some Gosh Darn Good Music is featuring its 69th edition of your favorite Eorzean artist, crammed packed full on this 26th Tombstone set. Featuring hundreds of your all-time favorite classics like Gridanian Rhapsody by Sultana. Grind by Ida and Chains. Knocking on Heaven Sworn by Guns and Garleans. Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. So where were the spiders? And When Assians and Scions Collide by Def Quarrel. This compilation is sure to set your ear holes into overdrive. Now that's some gosh darn good music is brought to you by the Eorzean Music Syndicate. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 93. Thanks for joining us live here on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We are, of course, live from Eorzea. You can join us in our Eorzean studios over on the Sergeant Tannis server. That's in the Goblet 5th Ward plot number 30. We promise you'll be able to find a seat. Yeah, there yeah. seems to be there, a lot a of open seating these days. Come join us. We miss you all. I feel like there's a lot of open seating on Sergeant Tannis these days. I got attacked by a tumbleweed on the way to the studio. If you're looking for a free company and you want to join the number one free company on a server that seems to be hemorrhaging players. Number one of one. That's right. Then (laughs) head on over to Sergeant Tannis. Let anyone with the LBR tag know we'd be happy to get you in. Anyway, thanks for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Glad to have you along for the ride today. I got to tell you something, guys. I got to tell you something that uh, you're not going to be hearing a whole ton from me on the show today. I'm happy to be here. What? I know, Ryan. I know. Uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, and to, to, to help guide the show, to help engineer the show for today. But uh, as I think people have heard on the last couple of weeks of shows um, that I've been sort of struggling with uh, with with maintaining my voice um so it's i'm actually like in a pretty good place with my voice at the moment so let's crush it but six gonna ruin it today yeah five five hours of of uh completely uninterrupted talking is uh a lot to 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 put you know that's a lot of strain to put on the voice so uh in the interest of 
trying to you know preserve what progress my voice has been making uh i'm 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 gonna try to uh to 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 let Escalia and Juxta and Nika take the reins of the discussion today. That may be difficult. It's probably not going to work. I'm probably going to end up talking just as much as usual. But why, why can we see you cringing as you try to get through that sentence? I know <laughs> it worked out so great last time. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, we the, were the best at leading discussions. The Nicalia position episode. As long as you ignore what happened on FEC. I know exactly. FEC was fine. I know exactly why he's cringing. It's because I, being Juxta have a little bit of a cold right now so i also will be uh trying to tone it back with the whole leading everything because i'm amazing shtick that i do wait leading what do you lead exactly yeah the comedy Mm -hmm. oh god (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's good that you still have your drops delusions of grandeur much howdy you already, you already heard one voice crack there. That was not good. That was not great. See? Can we I'm keep a you. voice crack counter? I guess if you one. want we one. Just, we can just blame jump potions when your voice dies. Ooh. Oh. We're going to get there, Nico. We have a whole lot of good stuff yeah. before that. That's the, other, that's the other thing. I don't want to burn my voice out talking about jump potions. So that's why we're going to ask you to give us a call and let us know what you feel about Yoshi P's great lengths that he went to to justify jump potions and how they're going to function if if quote I'm using quotes if they end up implementing this this is going to happen could you could you call this a juxtification or juxta a what a what a what juxtification a juxtification yeah we we coined that term when it's like a really bad justification that okay then that's fair that was when you like Prove things then that were juxtified. Yeah, they're really no. Bad. That's juxtadamus. Yeah. <laughs> that's juxtadamus. I don't the like how many bits he has around his name. Yeah, well, there's there's lots of faces of the position. There really is, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you here. Uh, we want to welcome in our special guest for this episode because we're not just going to talk about jump potions, although we Thank are. God, we are going to talk about jump potions, but we're also here to talk about patch 3.4 and the story and lore behind it. And joining us to talk about that is Kyle Le- no, oh, Ethis oh. oh Asher. How's oh it going? God. Hi, hi, hi. We're talking about lore. I was under the impression we were talking about jump potions. <laughs> I thought you called me in specifically to talk about jump potions. Well, when one thinks of jump potions, one does think Ethis Asher. That is true. Can yeah, we can we talk about the lore of the jump potion? Well, no, no, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we, we can't talk about the lore. How long of the jump can potions. jump potions last in this game before? <laughs> They get thrown into what's the, sh- and- what's the shelf well, How life? long can we have jump potions before the warrior of light throws them into the abyss like Nidhogg's eyes? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll answer those questions and more all coming up here today on Limit Break Radio. Ding. God. Anyway, thanks for uh, <laughs> seriously. Thanks for uh, joining us here today. Uh, we're excited to have you along. So a couple of things that uh, I wanted to note. So first of all, uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio. That's how this show is supported. That's how our other talk show, Final Encountercast, is supported. And I really want to thank you guys.
guys, because uh, when uh, we took a look at our Patreon today, uh, it happened to be over twenty one hundred dollars with two hundred and thirteen total contributing patrons. We want to thank all of you so much for what you do to contribute to Limit Break Radio. Uh, and a couple of uh, notes on the uh, on the Patreon. So Kalos uh, postcards from Eorzea. There's a uh, twenty dollar pledge to get that. The first one is in the process of being sent out it's like 95 percent done i think he's waiting uh <laughs> really i think he's waiting on really me to give him the paypal password oh. to get the money to uh the company that oh we're my using god <laughs> but, this needs to happen so this is on on juxta nice kind of okay sure anyway basically so uh november's will be going out very shortly if you want to get in for december's exclusive postcard make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash limit break radio another thing that i wanted to talk to you guys about patreon for those of you who are already Patreon donors, uh, we put up something last night just sort of unannounced uh, a bit on the sly, but we've been talking about this new uh, show, this new project that we've been developing for a couple of months now here on the show. We gave you guys a preview if you joined us out at uh, the after party at the Rock House in Las Vegas. And so now it's time to start actually sharing the real product with you. So uh, we have posted the first version of the first demo there's a couple of different versions of the demo but we've uh, we've we've posted the first version of the first demo up for you guys to take a listen to over at patreon.com slash limit break radio it only takes a dollar a month to be able to check that out and uh so if you want to hear here's yet another message that nika might talk over again kappa who changed it back to british Wait, yeah what's up with the accent who changed it back to british <laughs> gotta be jackson that was actually not me this time liar it wasn't I, me I you promise filthy filthy liar you know me i will 100 take credit for any trolling that i do no it, it, that's true that's, actually he does do that i mean yeah he does except i don't believe you i don't believe you this time uh, yeah i'm hurt right. deal with it well, He's not fine. that hurt. I, fine i i definitely didn't do it but i'm taking credit for it it sounded <laughs> cool though i like it keep it God damn it. You have no idea how much extra work that is for me. Just, you can, when you put it in, in the final product, they don't have to hear the accent. The people who hear it live get the privilege of hearing the accent. But we're talking about it right except now. We're, except we're referencing it, and then it doesn't make sense if you don't put it in the British accent on the fucking pot. God damn it. The show show continuity must be maintained. I should not have to explain this. This is not a hard concept. Let's this just is, not reference it from here on out. Just know that if you're live, no, you get the privilege of hearing it's the not, accent. That's not how continuity works, Nika. God now everyone who listens to this episode is going to wonder if it's actually the British one or not. Now we're going to get a whole bunch of donations yeah. for the British accent that, that play on the, like Thor's last week, that'll play on the British accent. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for the support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Seriously, we want to thank you guys so much. 2100 a month is great. And welcome and that, to our some 2030 new patrons. Yes. And well, I guess I have to donate as it has a British voice now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. 
You got, and then you guys wonder, <laughs> then you guys wonder why the show comes out at like ten o'clock on Tuesday when normally, normally when I don't have to go and. I'm British. This is British. I approve. <laughs> Wow. This is the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> if we just change the voice every single time, <laughs> donations will come flooding in. This is brilliant. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Uh anyway, so um well, this is this, is, this okay, is exactly so- this is why shows come out at ten o'clock on Tuesday as opposed to midnight on Tuesday morning. God damn it. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Who but did this? I need to know who to blame. I'll take the blame. I will be the lightning rod. Then you're of fired. Pain. Oh, well, I'm not taking blame anymore. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> then who did this? My money's on Skrull. I need to not know. Not that he has access to it. Skrull's but... not that smart. I don't think he does. Uh, anyway, uh, now that the Patreon is over $2,000, you can look forward to having weekly Final Encounter casts. But yeah, not next well. week because it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, except for next week. <laughs> except for next week. But no, seriously, uh, you guys allow us to do these uh, shows. And, I mean, you guys have seen uh, the amount of improvements that your support has been able to uh, provide us with. Um, you know, it's your support that allows us to do. Would you like some tea, Guvna? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't. You're drinking tea Mountain right Duke now. It's your it's your support that allows us to be able to do cool things like have uh, our after party out at the Rock House. Uh, that uh, 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 you know, what is some other cool stuff that we've done in the last year? Giveaway, <laughs> giveaway, giveaway. That's about it. That's no, <laughs> giveaway symphony tickets over the air to uh, to to uh, a lucky listener. We haven't done a contest. In we have really long. No, time. Yeah, we got a time for a contest. Yeah, we got we need a, one. We do. We do we I do have need to figure out an oh do you yeah one in my back pocket want me to spoil it right now or later no later later okay uh so i mean and uh, you know you guys have heard uh definitive and seen definitive improvements in not just the show but each one of our streams um you know that has been hugely important to the development of the great chip chip cheerio Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna have Mountain Dew come out of my nose. This is this is gonna be uh, the whole time, the whole time. We're never we're not gonna get to anything. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, this is how we're saving your voice. We're letting the to- uh, speech to text. Uh, except I'm. Cheers, chili. It's tea time, bitch. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right. Man, I like this this new uh, donation reader lady. She's sassy. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she pauses random like the, like the old one does. Oh yeah, we need some long some long ones to put in so that we can find out if she pauses. That's what she said. Sylvia, please, if is. you would be so kind as to pass the tea and crumpets, <laughs> that would be absolutely spiffing. Where is Godfrey? He has stolen my law book. Never mind, they have a human lord book in the studio today. <laughs> LBRMI. What the f- <laughs> That had to be LBRMI. Oh. LBRMI. Sup if you want to hear fan fiction in this accent from now on. <laughs> oh. My God. I wonder oh if we could get Ethis to read a fan fiction. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'd love to. Oh! <laughs> wow. Are you kidding me? I'd fucking yes. love to. Here we, well. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. 
God damn it. Yeah. Same. Do I have to do I have to turn this off? Can we not be no, responsible? This is the best episode. We're making a fortune off this episode. <laughs> Probably made like ten in bucks so far in one dollar donations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for the support, the donations, the PayPal donations, the Patreon donations. But if you want to catch the uh, very first version of our new show that is scheduled to debut in February, then you can head on over and give just a dollar a month to uh, patreon.com slash limit break radio. All right. So uh, we got to check out what's going on. Wait. What? Are we all done with LBR news? I mean, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not done. Uh, Merry Christmas. I'm not going to be here next week, as I said previously. So previously, previously, previously. I'm not British. even going to. It's Brit. Oh, okay. I got. That's, that's I proper got, English. Can confirm. Yes, he can confirm. Uh, with aluminum foil in the garage. Okay, so uh, Mr. Nero Grigori and uh, Escalio Ryumasa, I got you Christmas presents. Oh, God. He actually did. There's actually wrapped Christmas presents in here that are disturbingly about the same size and shape. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of creativity. Yeah. It's a good good shape, too. Nika, (laughs) if you want Um, yours, come over here and get it. Well, I'll I'll be there from Tuesday to Tuesday. Too late. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Okay. I bet you this donation that the Brit voice is from the dead member of the Elbia crew. Bloody wanker. <laughs> we have a, we have a, we have dead, a dead member now. Uh, Callow, uh, yeah. That, that would be Callow. All right, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he actually did. We killed him off like the uh, original Paul McCartney. He actually did get us Christmas presents. Which, by the way, thanks for that. I was so close to being done with my Christmas shopping until I found out you got me something and I had to go get you something. So oh, thanks for that. Oh. You're welcome. No juxta. This is British. <laughs> Eat a dick. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> right. This is, oh, wow, this is heavy. Yeah, it is. I would say don't commit to buying Juxta a present until you see what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Looking back on it, I really wish I had. You guys have no faith in me. D- okay, so d- 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 do you want a camera for this? Or yes. No? Oh, my God. Is that even a question? <sighs> I know what it is. You guys really deserve this. I know what's in this box. God damn you don't know what's in the box. I know what's in this box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Nothing! <laughs> Absolutely nothing! It's Stupid! Alright, so it I, I are we are you putting a camera up for this monstrosity? I, I by request of Juxta, I guess I have to. Breaking the fourth wall. This is I mm, I don't like this. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I don't like this. Happy Festivus. <laughs> Alright. It's the Starlight Celebration. Pussy lips. Pussy lips. <laughs> Thank you. Pussy lips. Good. Very worthwhile. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool story. Do you okay. need to save the wrapping? <sighs> it's a very high quality wrapping. Show it on the on the stream. It's it's shiny. I gave Kyle his yesterday, and he oh, had so a hard time opening it. So, so you're yeah, you're gonna have to come over here. Uh, get, get nice and close. All right. Um, it's a team exercise. Oh, I, I guess. Can I, are you sure I'm going to be able to not at all the same show this on stream? Okay, well, maybe you should look at it what it is first before you put it on stream, I guess, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. It's in a brown box. It's, not yeah, it's a nondescript brown box. <laughs> yes. You know, I had a store in my town that I wasn't allowed to go into when I was a child that I think gave things away in brown boxes just like these. Yeah, well, you know, it works. This is... Is it something that's going to get us banned? 
I I can all I I am almost positive. Oh, I know exactly what I'm about to get. <laughs> it's good something you both deserve. Out. Oh, good. Oh yeah, get in there, nice deep lock. This is. Well, careful! It's breakable. Oh, it's fragile. Yes, it's fragile. Look that at it. It's surprising. got like bubble wrapping and shit. Yeah. Okay. It's. Do you not feel how heavy that is? It's heavy I'll duty. <laughs> I'll bet it is. It's like a six incher. How <laughs> oh, I got the nine and a half incher. All right. Yeah. Lots of bubble bubble wrap. Lots of bubble wrap. If you pop the bubbles on stream, will they hear it? Yeah. Oh, they definitely will. I'm sure that this sounds oh, great. Well, wait yeah. A oh. It's got my name on it. Show it on the stream. I'm it. Okay. It's a beer stein with my name on it and my symbol. Oh. Wow, that makes my present so much more fitting, too. Oh, good. Yeah. Dude, that's oh, this that, is super hype. Yeah, that's dope as shit. Okay, see. Thank you, Jockstuff. You guys have no oh, faith wow, in really me. Cool. You know what? And for once, we were wrong. Yeah, and Juxta is always way. right. Remember that. Right. I like it. It's it's actually the same the same the exact same uh, mug style as my other <laughs> my others. <laughs> but yours doesn't have your name on it. No, you're right. That that is. Uh, Let me look at yours real quick. Let me see. That's awesome. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, I think it's no. Yeah, that's pretty. Look that's at the pretty words cool. around the thing, because I think is it backwards? Because when Kyle got his, his like ninja wording was backwards. Really? Yeah. And that was really awkward. I'm not funny. sure that I know the difference. Yeah, it looks like he's Aorizian writing, anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just that's what I thought it was. I just thought it was Aorizian writing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, All right. Go. Well, Juxta, I got you a present you too. Oh, present for me? Uh, yes. Now, unfortunately, I'm like you. I don't have the ability to wrap presents, so mine's in the bag. Oh, it's in the bag. Okay. Yep. Should I get over on the street? Yeah, you can get over there. Oh. Shit. Oh, I gotta put this back up. Okay. All right. Get me back up, Daddy. Oh. And I feel like I'm missing oh, out. Oh my god. Please. Right. Let's see what you got me. Please no. It's uh I think Geek Critical Hit mug. Oh, it's another mug. <laughs> we all we it's thought everyone got we thought similar. Every, oh, everyone similarly. got drinking implements. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. None none of which can be used in the studio, no, ironically. I can't. Uh yes, ironically. Yeah. What if we put like a aluminum foil on top of the mug? Well, I kind of feel like a dick. What, you didn't uh, get his presents? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, <laughs> me, uh, here, I got this for you. Ooh, what is it? That's uh, that's a <gasps> a label maker. It's a label maker. That's actually really cool. Is it, is it printing that shit stuff out? Yeah, I'm gonna label it, yeah, stuff it, right it, now. It, can, it, it labels stuff. You, you, you got a label maker? Yeah. Oh, a, I can't wait to see what I got. Um, uh, here. What is this? You can have that. That's. What is it? That's a speaker. Why is it wet? Because uh, I use it in the shower. Or uh, what? It, what? It's it's because it's dangerous. waterproof. Oh! Oh! Wow! Yeah. Actually, I need one. You want to trade? <laughs> I'm gonna go wash my hands. I'll be right back. Actually, I. <laughs> I kind of need those back, actually. <laughs> no, you mind. You gave this to me. Yeah, those are our presents. I, I actually kind of need those. Prince, one copy. Hold <laughs> on. Well please wait. <laughs> it came out. He's so entertained by the... 
How do I get cut it like that? By the label Look, maker. <laughs> it's such juxtaposition. What, where am I going to put this? I don't. I don't know. He is. He by is, the way, he is enraptured by this label maker. That, that takes six AAAs to run. So please what? kindly turn it off. When you're done. Yeah, like the same amount as a Game Gear. It's weird. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Do they that even is. make six AAAs anymore? I had to really dig to find batteries for that. Uh, anyway, so you got us these presents, and now we have to give them back to you. Yeah. So are they like ours still? We just have to leave them here. Yeah. Right. You can visit them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's it's like Christmas present leaked out you, to me. You can use them while you're here. They're like horses or something. Yeah, something like that. Wow. <laughs> like horses? This, this is a great present. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, if you buy a horse, you don't take it back to your house. You leave it at a farm. <laughs> Do you guys not have horses or something? I, was, thank was your, thank was you your for horse? explaining the finer points of horse ownership. Well, yeah, my uh, stepmother. Stepmother? Are they married? No, I think st- step. Was your horse's farm, perchance, called the glue factory? <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Have you seen this horse recently, Juxta? Do you guys know anything other than a picture? Well, uh, it's not my horse. Have you pet the horse? No, there's, I don't know the horse personally. <laughs> of course not. Heard about it. It's not real. <laughs> Why would she lie to me about having a horse? I even got her like a little like horse sculpture thing. Like it's like a solid clear block, but it's got like little dots and it looks like a 3D horse in it. Sounds to me like her lie got her a sweet sculpture. <laughs> she's, That's what it sounds like, like to me. She's, she's like <laughs> delays, delays for days. Joy smug. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. She would. Uh, she would be like leaving the Christmas party and be like, I told him once when he was a kid that I had a horse and I just don't know how to not tell him that it was a lot. I just don't. I don't know I how to just break trying it. To make he always gets me horse things. Why? I labeled the label maker. It's mine now. I probably juxtaposition on it. Good. So that way you know it's always mine. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Actually, actually, can you print out a label for a Scalian's Bluetooth <laughs> oh, yeah. speaker too? So that way we know Dude, that it's his as well. I don't want you jacking off with any implements that have my name on them. Well, <laughs> too late. Great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blanks with your imagination. Have a merry fucking Christmas. Anyway, this all right. This is the best Christmas ever. Uh, this is what you get for the Christmas special this year. <laughs> I hope you hope you weren't expecting much. I mean, ah. There's an episode on Christmas, and it's not a Christmas special. It definitely there you go. isn't. Go, buddy. Yeah, none of us are going to be terrible. Hey. <laughs> He gave me a shithead label. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah that, it, that, that's your name. Yeah. Oh, put, okay. it right put it on, on your head. <laughs> Thanks, Nico. Are you sure this episode shouldn't be called phoning it in? I don't know. We're <laughs> sitting here talking. We've spent 10 minutes on a label maker. I mean, burning time. It's to be pretty fair. Good. It's not like we have anything to talk about or anything. I would like to spend a lot more time on the label maker. It's not like Ethis Asher's giving us his time. I know, so right? Yeah. It's here. not like we're wasting somebody important's time. <laughs> All right. Instead of all tech Lansing, it's now made important. by all tech shithead. Good. All right. Yay. Oh, it doesn't stick to this material. I would imagine not. That's water resistant material. Is anyway, it jizz resistant. Um. Yeah. Actually, this great. Uh, ooh. Just so you know, I found that out like day one. Can I borrow that? Yeah, if you want. Okay. What? You need to ask shithead though. Oh, shithead, can I borrow, please? <laughs> uh, you're asking your mug. 
This is not your mug. This is my mug. Don't. No yes, AD, I know. No Aorzian giving. <laughs> no takesies, backsies. Anyway, all right. Uh, get your calls lined up. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We want to hear from you about the Jump Potion. Yoshi P had a lot to say, and boy, do I mean a lot to say about this. And let's check out what's going on in... FF14 News. This is a limit breaking news update. All right, let's start with something a little bit more pleasant. The Starlight Celebration has started. Yay! Pleasant! I kind of from, forgot about that. I should do oh, that. Dang it. From Thursday, December 15th. Did you And you just noticed that it was snowing. You didn't even wonder why. Uh, Nika, you're our corporate <laughs> shill. You do everything. How We're supposed to be able to talk to you about this. Uh, Thursday, December 15th, 2016 to Saturday, December 31st is the Starlight Celebration. You can start that in Olda if that's something that you want to do. Uh, oh, you can uh, snow drift for an outdoor furnishing. Yeah, it's, like it's it. really pitiful, though. It's, like, really tiny. Really? Yeah. Gonna, you just have to get a whole bunch of them and put them together. It's like a little lump of snow. Can you dye it? The I'm going to make it yellow. Oh, of course you are. Yeah. I know where you're going with that. That sounds about right. Uh, anyway, new optional items have been added to the cash shop. A lot of uh, the past holiday items have made their way in. By the way, I know for some of you, you're looking at that Santa beard going, man, that looks really cool. I bet that would look really cool if I dyed it and put it on my character. Spoiler alert! It does not. No, it doesn't. It just... Really? It looks yeah. like crap no matter what color it is? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Oh. Yeah. So... Does white look okay? I mean, looks like Santa. Looks like Santa. It looks like Santa. I mean, if you want a white beard, it's pretty good for that. But if you want it to like match your hair color, good luck. No, that's gonna be. I don't know. I got mine to match my hair color. You just gotta be a bit more determined. Is your hair color white? (laughs) No, my my hair color moment is pink. Okay, well there you go. Well then, that explains. And it fucking works. For people who are grown up and have black hair, it doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) The only real color for non hipsters. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have an under hipster? Do you have an undercut too? Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, you got the uh, the hairstyle that's like shaved all around and in the back, and just has a stupid poof of hair on top. No, I got the fucking mullet, dude. Oh god, that's even. You are you are a hipster. Good. Yeah, there we I go. Well the established. There we go. Man bun. You didn't rock the mullet. Fuck no. I don't know if I believe you. I'm sorry. My head is an Odin helm. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right. I'd forgotten. That's right. Anyway. That's not a helmet. That's his face. (laughs) That's right. That's my face. That's canon. Anyway, uh, so yeah, if you want any of those, they're available in the cash shop if you missed out on those. Oh, boy. Here we go. Everyone, all right. uh, You know what? Before we get into this, let's all of us as a team just take a deep breath in through the nose out through the mouth. That is the wrong way. That's backwards. Yeah, that, don't inhale through the butt. That's weird. I don't know how you do that. Do you not? No, I don't. 
In fact, I don't know anyone who ever has. You have it's a, weird. You have an oxidized a, anus. A, that, is, that is a, a anatomical anomaly right there. Rectal <laughs> oxidation. That is rectal impressive. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how he came up with those two words in particular. That's weird. Anyway, uh, let's let's. Let's talk about let's the talk Are you potion. sure? Can we can we like put it off a little bit more? No, we gotta we gotta get through this. We gotta get through it. Well, this is a new and exciting topic that we haven't spent five <laughs> episodes on previously. Again, that's, previously, and that's, this is I, is that really how you think that word is pronounced? <laughs> it's the British link of it. <laughs> what? He's losing it over here. I'm dying. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. So for those of us who thought that you'd be tuning in for a three-hour salt fest on the jump potion today, go back through our log. We did like four straight episodes on this damn topic. We really did. We're we, not doing another episode on the jump potion. I, I'm we, sorry. We, we can't. We, yeah. Not another full episode. But I mean, you know, we've we've taken a lot of calls on this before. We've taken a lot of your feedback. We uh, have a pretty good idea of how our audience feels about this. That Not great. This is a bad idea. Um, but before we go to our phone lines, and by the way, we want to uh, have you line up your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we'll take some of your calls before we move on to our 3.4 story discussion, which we have Ethis here for. But before we take any of your calls, I'm going to start with Ethis and asking oh. your opinion about Uh-oh. the jump potion and more specifically what Yoshi P has gone to great lengths to, I guess some people would phrase it, explain, I would say justify. What do you think, man? Hmm. I, I have a feeling I'm the only person that's going to be defending this today, aren't I? <gasps> hey, uh-huh. Probably. That's, that's the, you know what? It's possible, but it's good because uh, we like to have a balanced discussion. So. I'll tell you what. There's there's a there's a reason why um, the the main reason we want to introduce the jump potion is because people are complaining complaining about the story grind right from two point one to two point five five in particular, and what Yoshida is uh, is suggesting is that the jump potion is going to take you to the end of two point five five and you're going to sort of start there. You're going to skip all that story grind. Now the thing the thing that I'm concerned about is um, we've been having over the course of Heaven's Wards this sort of phenomenon where people who give no shits about the story and want to skip all the story and skip all the cut uh, cut scenes, excuse me, cut signs, um, are actually having a direct impact on the way the story is uh, sort of presented and implemented. We've been getting things like like, uh, the Warring Tribe has been relegated to a bunch of side quests rather than all the primals in 2.x, you know, part of the main story. Right. Again, Alexander, sort of same sort of thing as as Coil. Um, we're getting all these instances basically where they're they're sort of uh, they're cutting down uh, and condensing the main scenario. There's less uh, there's less sort of lengthy cutscenes. There's less dialogue, and there hasn't it hasn't been that much of an issue for Heaven's Ward. Like it's been it's been a lot neater. I think the pacing's been a lot better. However, there the fact does remain, and it is going to be the same moving into the future that you've got people who who do not watch any of the cutscenes, do not care about any of the dialogue that are having a direct impact on the way those things are implemented because they don't want to do it. And, uh, and you know, the devs are having to say, all right, well, we've got to make it more approachable for these people. Um, that, that frustrates me. What happens with a jump potion is that 
we, we don't we don't have to do that anymore. We can put in as much story as we like and anyone who doesn't fucking like the story, we can say, well, guess what? You can pay $25 to fucking skip all of it, you know? Fuck you, um, and and I'm I'm happy with that. I think I think it's a great idea. I think that there are, there are easy ways to mitigate all of the uh, all of the complaints that people have been having. If, if you have something like a like an intermediate hall, we make people pass like a Stone Sky Sea uh, challenge before they're allowed to queue for end game content. That's not a big deal. And furthermore. When uh, when people talk about oh they won't know how to learn, they won't learn how to play their jobs they won't know how to play their jobs at Endgame, what seems to be uh, the case what's going to be implemented again is going to bring us up to level fifty. If you think that you're going to learn how to play your job uh, pre fifty. At, at like a level 70 level you're just fucking wrong you've you got you got 20 levels and then a whole bunch of you got all that heavens ward content to level through uh in order to to learn your job and of course you know getting up to 70 as well my understanding of it was that when Stormblood hits the jump potion would take you through the end of heavens ward not through the end of a realm reborn no, I don't think so. I think um, I, I've, I've been hearing this uh, internally as well, is that what, uh, what the plan is, is that it's going to take you up to 2.55, right? And then you'll level through Heaven's Ward from 50 to 60. And then once you reach uh, 3.1, you'll get an option to skip 3.1 through to 3.55 with a, a couple of shortcut scenes or whatever, which is what he's been suggesting they they want to do for a long time is is uh, is just do the leveling and sort of skip those um uh, those sort of choke points if you will between you know the the leveling tiers and uh, and the the sort of uh, content patches. What it sounded like in his forum post though was that there's all, the one that already exists in Korea is called you know like a record of whatever Realm Reborn, and they said that mm-hmm. eventually they're going to release one called the record of blah blah Heavensward and eliminate the Realm Reborn one, which does kind of sound like you're going to jump through Heavensward rather than through right. Realm Reborn. Yeah, yeah, it says right yeah. here. Uh, go ahead. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen with the beginning of uh, with the beginning of 4.0. I don't expect that to happen for a long time. It did say at the end it was going to be sometime after Stormblood was released. It says it right, say that near the bottom. It says right here in the uh, official translated one that uh, finalized changes to the feature upon release of Stormblood, and it says uh, the story jumping potion will become the adventuring records of Heavensward. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. currently discussing whether or not to keep the adventuring records of a realm reborn. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you'd be able to just skip all of heaven. You can choose if once. you just, if, if, yeah. right. And I think they're debating, like if they keep it, then you can choose if you only want to skip realm reborn or you can choose if you skip all the way to heaven's And if that's the case though, I feel like they would have to have different pricings because right now they have it priced out as 2,500 yen, which is about 25 bucks. And that's for the yeah. story one. And then also $25 for the leveling one. So you can either pay 25 bucks and just level or just story, or you can pay 50 bucks, which is my original thing. I'm like, this better be like 50 bucks. You can pay 50 bucks to level and skip the story. And honestly, if you're going to pay more than the game is worth to skip through the game, then that's your prerogative. But I feel like the fact that they say that new, that people with a free trial cannot use this. I feel like that, in itself would show me that not as many people as you think are actually going to use it. Like so, people are going to play the people are going to play through their free trial. They're going to get at least level 30. They're going to get through most of 2.0 story there. If, if they like it, then they're going to keep wanting to play through it. Right. Because at that point you're invested. If you don't like it, you're going to really jump it. Or you're just going to quit the game at that point. See that uh, my problem with it. And the thing that sits very poorly with me 
is that this seems to be a concession for, you know, trying to bring in a new player base that I frankly don't think exists. I think anyone who is going to try Final Fantasy 14 has already done it. They've already taken advantage of the 14 day free trial. They've already taken advantage of, you know, buying the software when it was on a Steam sale or a PSN sale. And unless unless there is new hardware that they're going to be launching onto, I just don't see this as that justifiable. Especially because they're not launching it with the launch of the expansion. Because in that case, I could see a lot of people being like, oh, my friend plays this, a new expansion's coming out, what a good time to start. And so in that case, yes, but if they're not releasing it with the release of Stormblood, I feel like they're going to try to get a new fan base in the middle of the expansion cycle. And to me, that seems strange but and again this this goes this speaks to what i i've been trying to uh express for the last couple of episodes is that Stormblood really needs to be the expansion that focuses on players that have already been invested in the game this stuff that that heaven's ward did that tried to appeal to new players whether it was lords of verminion or whether it was uh lords you know, of verminion didn't appeal to anybody well, right but of out was of that any- supposed to appeal to new players or is that just fan service i feel like those things like lords of Dominion, like triple triad like chocobo racing i think it's um, a little bit of like both. the diadem you know appealing to hardcore final fantasy fans like final fantasy 11 fans i don't think it's bringing new players i think it's well, uh, but did you see their advertising on facebook and stuff when lords of Dominion came out it was all about lords of Dominion. it like, really play was this game and look at this fun thing you can do Dominion like, got really? the biggest promotional push of 3.0 like, I'm not even yeah. shitting. I'm not even joking you. If you look at Facebook ads, if you look at YouTube ads, the amount of money that was spent on, uh, you know, on, uh, on uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the uh, Facebook boosting? No, 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 no. The uh, uh, streams, when uh, uh, sponsored streams, oh, like oh, the okay. amount of sponsored streams that went out around that time, like that 3.1 was Hang a on, huge. Guys, my sounds cut out was was a hugely hugely uh critical promotional period for Mm -hmm. ff14 and what was that content a lot of it was lords of verminion i mean there was it got more of a trailer than i think like 90 percent of uh, you know other features yeah that we've seen added later that have been arguably better and better for the game and better for the populace and so yeah i do look at that as as an attempt to reach out to newer audiences maybe even younger audiences and and, and i mean even this I, look it's a it's a small gripe but the yokai watch crossover too oh. like it <laughs> was so nauseating yes, yes. It, yeah, that was nauseating. I agree with oh, that. Oh, come on. Like, look at my... I have a hover knight just floating around. Experiment. Oh, it was so boring. It was, yes, and it, it was, was boring. bad. It was awful. It was bad. It was so tedious. I mean... But the even, items are great. Look, look. Even, even the lightning returns event was better than the fucking Yokai Watch event. It really it was. was. Like, honestly... I even I even hated the idea that there was a crossover over event with lightning returns, which, by the way, shocked that there's no 15 crossover yeah, the 15 yet. Crossover Yoshi hinted at one at yeah. FanFest. He I know. Totally yeah, he, did. he hinted at one. Yeah, it's very I'm a surprising. little bummed that it doesn't exist right now. I feel like it would have happened by now. 
one interesting element that you brought up, though, Ethos, in uh, what you were saying, is the idea that they could use the jump potion as a justification for putting things like the Warring Triad back into the MSQ. I, I like yeah, that exactly. idea. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. See, that's the thing, though, is that I don't know that they would. I feel like the big problem has been that along the line, Square Enix has been making small concession uh, among small concession among small concession that goes, hey, it streamlines the game in this way, but it also ends up hindering like long term uh, engagement in the game as well. And I, I think that there is no better example than Steps of Faith, like uh, our, our old standby that, uh, you know, started <laughs> that started the whole uh, infamous Ranting. That, that that really is that was one of the very first concessions that I can remember them making where it really felt like, no, you don't need to do this. And and the thing that bothers me is that this is in line with a series of decisions that they've made that seem fear based and reactionary and. Uh, I think that those are generally bad decisions. I like to see bold decisions that, uh, you know, that that that, you know, work towards uh, a, a clear vision that somebody has. And I don't know. That's what this is. It, it feels like a, a clear decision is made and then somebody in the room goes, yeah, but what about new players? And it's like. I mean, to God be damn it, Steve! Just stop up talking about. Throw them out the window thing. already. God. That said, as like something like this, it is like a inflammatory thing in the community, but it's an item that already exists on their servers. This isn't a major, I think, development step to put it like they it already exists on the Korean and Chinese. Servers. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah, it definitely. Uh, look, we already knew that it was a thing, and we already and most knew, of us knew it was going to happen. Yeah, as much uh, as we didn't want it to. It, you know, you can just hear it in the tone of a lot of these posts and a lot of these uh you know communications about it it seems like more of a foregone conclusion it's more of a question of when than if so i i'm just uh, again does this seem like the right timing for uh, at 4.0 does that seem like a pro wow waited a lot longer to have some kind of level skip in their five expansions five expansions right although to be fair wow mm. doesn't have like a story that you have to grind through to get to the next expansion either. You could, you could always skip pretty much all of the previous story with World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. Right. That's right. true. If you wanted to go through the whole game, just through the dungeons, you could do that and then be at end game. Yeah. I, I just, something, no, something Kyle Gustav brought up in the chat a little bit ago is why I don't really care about this so much is that it's, this is the perfect opportunity for people who want to level an alt or level an alt on another server with friends. And I feel that's like gonna be the how most many, how many, yeah, I think that's going to be most of the purchases, a big bulk of them. How many of us have friends on Balmung or friends on Gilgamesh and we want to play with them? We're like, but I don't really want to transfer my main character. I've got a lot here. I've got LBR. I have my, my braid static, whatever. People are like, I don't want to do that. So instead, you just buy a new character or you, you know, purchase a $1 character or whatever. You pay 25 bucks to skip up to the levels and, or skip the story and you can play with your friends again. Straight and you up. won't have to level from the beginning. And I think that that in itself makes it not a horrible idea. Yeah, my alt is 60 right now, but is at the very beginning of Heaven's Ward, and I would buy a jump potion today to skip that. Because Heaven's Ward story, like, do you want to do Heaven's Ward story again? Ever? No. I mean, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> What? Come on, dude. Was the Heaven's Word story that good? No, I, no. I'm, I'm, I, I have major problems with the Heaven's Word story. But I mean, if I wanted to do it again, you know, you could. I could, but I'd also like the option not to. 
Oh, I, so bad. I don't know. I, don't I, do it again. I mean, I, I, I feel no, like the jump potion. I think you should be forced to do the story once. But I mean, and, and people yeah, who don't like story yeah. can just skip cutscenes. That's why the skip cutscene button is there. And then there's always that option if you make another character to be able to skip the story. And I think that that is totally justifiable. Hmm. Dude, I just I I. I I don't none of it sits right with me because like this seems like again you know this does seem like the ability to purchase XP and just the ability to 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 buy past uh even you know like the initial investment that it takes to get to the end of the game that's always that's always a big thing in MMOs and I think that that's that's a big appeal in MMOs because it keeps a lot of the bullshit out keeps a lot of the shittier elements out because they just you know, if they don't want to hang, they can't hang. Fine. Fuck you. Bye. But we're not doing that right now. We're not keeping the shitty elements out right now. We're not keeping the bullshit out. We got as much bullshit as anyone else does. Yeah, but at least at least it's bullshit that is, you know, playing the game properly. No, and, they're not. Well, no, they're not. for the for the most part, yeah, no. I, I don't run into that. You seem, you I don't run into that very often. As though, as though, like Final Fantasy fourteen is somehow this pure little bastion in this in this sea of vitriol. It's not the case. We're we're not that different from every other. No, MMO the sea of vitriol thing. exists around Limit Break Radio. We know that. <laughs> we <laughs> know that. <laughs> to be fair, and also when just, we play FF fourteen, we also get a different experience. I think than a lot of people do because anytime we want to do an event, we just message in our FC and seven minions pop up to help us. Yeah, see. I, okay, I actually, so I actually I think, don't. I actually don't. Oh, do there's that a as humble much. brag. I, yeah, actually, I, I actually don't do that as much. I I, 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 I queue for a lot of shit alone. Yeah, I take, uh, I take, uh, I disagree with that because a lot of the people in the LBR Link show probably not as good as the puby. They're the pubs you will find uh, when you're just randoming. Ooh, so juxta throwing shade on the FC. Ouch. What the just, hell? Good luck getting help next time you need it. Ouch. <laughs> Damn. All right, well, we, I guess can me we and Cal are nice FP? people and you guys are assholes, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I really I really have to wonder, though, how many people are like, okay, I'm going to check out Final Fantasy fourteen. All right, I've been playing it for so many hours. I'm level 30. I've got a lot of the story done. And now I'm going to pay $50 to level my character to max and skip all the story. I just don't see that many people doing it. It is so. Honestly. It is a lot of money. Like 50 bucks. Yeah, It's like 25 I, I, for the level skip and 25 for right, the story. And I'm like, separate. I could see... I could see people doing one or the other, but both, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. The whole thing just the whole thing doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit right with me because it seems like the next step is free to play. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like no, like yeah, no. like like Fine. these small concessions all end up leading up to one big concession. Because this bleeds dude, this bleeds people from the middle. And bleeds people from the top, too. When I saw this announcement, I was just... Dude, my sentiment was just like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I, this... It, why bother? Why bother? Because you could just buy bypass... You know, like, why bother continuing to grind anything in 3.0? Because I'm just going to be able to bypass it in uh, Stormblood. But Meh. you're going to be able to do that anyway. Why, why bother playing 3.0? All your gear right now is going to be redundant in 4.0. It's That's what I'm it's, saying. You can argue that about every patch. But th- and I have been about every single patch. About every yeah. single fucking patch. Because it's broken and it sucks. It's not actually rewarding. Like, that's a bummer for me as a player. As a long-term player of this game, the fact that literally nothing feels rewarding. I've been checked out of this game for like four weeks, longer than that. 
like yeah, way, I'm not going to say four months, isn't it? Like way longer than that. Yeah, it's actually been since about FanFest that I've been that yeah, I've been pretty months. checked out. And and FanFest didn't do much to reignite that passion. Granted, I've been very busy. I've been super busy. But well, I haven't felt I I haven't felt bad. I haven't felt like I've been missing out. Well, if I don't think fan And that's fest- a that's a I'm, and I'm not saying that as like I, I'm rubbing it in anyone's I'm just saying that in terms of sentiment and if I'm being completely honest as a player, like the fact that I've missed that much content, the fact that I haven't been checked into the game for that long doesn't really bother me. And it should like it really it really should. But the thing is, is that I know immediately when we get three point five, none of it is going to matter. Yep. And I mean, that's been the difficulty we've been dealing with since the two point X cycle. Like, yeah, you, you hope for change. It's all you really can do at this point. All right. I mean, like, like I say, FanFest didn't get me excited to go home and play 14. It got me excited for Stormblood. And that's my problem is that a decision like this doesn't give me hope for change. Because that's this is the safe decision. This is let's follow the well-treaded path that Blizzard has blazed and so many other games have followed in the wake of unsuccessfully, mind you. Let's just follow in the wake of Blizzard and not make any decisions that waver from that development path. That bothers the shit out of me. And I don't know. I want to know if it bothers you, too. Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We're going to go to our phone lines, starting off with Hungway Low. What's going on, Hungway? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Nice to talk with you guys again. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, you're welcome. I just wanted to bring up one little issue I, 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 I realized. I was watching some things about uh, old 1.0 stuff, and I just thought about how interesting it is to think how far Final Fantasy XIV has come. I mean, from 1.0 with Tanaka laughing at the idea of implementing a jumping feature to, Josh, to Yoshi soft confirming a jump potion is just crazy to me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you, it, there, is a, there is a really cool series, uh, and I'm going to find it before the end of the show, that um, is going back and uh, reviewing some of the things from 1.0 and just the, the development, um, uh, you know, the development arc that that game was on. And uh, really fascinating. And it is really interesting to kind of go back and, and see, you know, how many restrictions were actually placed on that game. Um, the uh, exactly what talent was uh, behind 1.0 and uh, why a lot of their ideas ended up falling flat and not being terribly successful when implemented into the final product. Um, and and again, and I've said this multiple times, I think that Yoshi P deserves a lot of credit for pulling the game out of the gutter that 1.0 had worked itself into. 2.0 was amazing. And, you know, a realm reborn, you'll never get an argument out of me that 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 was uh, an amazing comeback for for that game. But it's uh it, it's it just it feels like we are in a well-worn rut between 2.0 and 3.0 and i it, there's got to be some change moving forward in uh, 4.0 and uh, i don't see 
you know, if I if if I was looking for things that signal change, this is not one of them. That's my big problem with it is that it's not something that is a, a, a bold decision that says, you know, this is what I really believe. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's that Yoshi and I just happen to disagree. I just don't think that this is a terribly bold decision on their part. No, I think like when I look forward to Stormblood, things like Eureka are what give me hope. Like this is this doesn't give me hope. It doesn't. I'm not mad like I was months ago when we talked about it. Like I maybe and maybe it's just because I've heard so much of it at this point that I, I'm just I, like honestly, I don't have the capability to get mad at it anymore. Maybe that's where I'm just at. But I mean, you look at the official form. Seventy-seven pages worth of responses to this news. We took like, we took and that and that's the thing we did. You know, we had mentioned we did like four episodes about this. Not by choice. Not by choice. We took fucking phone call after phone call after phone call about this. Yep. A lot of people do not want to see something like this because, uh, again, it feels like that leveling accolade should be something that you earn traditionally in an MMO. That is something that you earn. And whether or not that process is easy or not varies on MM, what MMO you're playing. Right. But it is a process that it feels like everyone should have to go through and having the ability to just bypass it, even if it is at a, a steep price tag, which in 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 some ways i think makes it sit worse with me it just feels like this is way way too soon to implement this kind of feature totally agree because like it, like we said wow it took wow five expansions before they decided that they need to pull the gun on a jumping potion yeah i mean i you know it just it seems like the Square Enix is giving shortcut after shortcut after shortcut for the first half of their game. You know what I mean? Like they've given uh, they've they've given XP boosts to MSQs. They've uh, you know made the leveling process much much faster than it was uh, you know previously. Which is all you know those are all you know um, uh, uh, adjustments that can happen over time. That's those are those are fairly normal. Those are fairly average uh, things you'd expect in an MMO. Right. Yeah. Right. But you know the way that they toss out old content like binding coil or anything from 2.0 or uh you know the way that they just kind of uh treat that as as dead content you know that to me again signals that they just want to be able to provide a skip button for lazy people right well and i don't think that that so much speaks the to the jump ocean you're not going to see an end to content going dead until they settle on a level cap like they will have to settle like level 70 is the level cap and that's where it's staying for a while because it, the next time you jump 10 levels the old content becomes worthless yeah that's a fact i suppose I so suppose. what we need is for them to say you know what this is where we're staying for a while hung way low thanks for the call we appreciate it if you'd like to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord We'd love to hear from you. We know that we've got some uh, folks hanging on the line that uh, want to call in and uh, share their thoughts and feelings about this. And, uh, you know, I, and that's that's the other thing is that I feel like they floated this out here before FanFest. And so the, the, the topic has been around for so long that the people who are outraged by it are 
we're so, burned out they're by so now. tired of it yeah. that that the outrage has sort of yeah you're right burned out and again like we talked about this a bit they announced the ending of ps3 support at the na fan fest where they knew mm-hmm. hey most people in america don't play on ps3 no one's gonna care some people in japan might actually care i think they're doing the jump potion now at the japan fan fest because most people in japan probably won't care <laughs> yeah i i think and i think that that's right and i don't I, I don't know that just again it feels like if he really wanted to have this discussion if he really wanted uh you know to get genuine feedback maybe he should have announced it at the na fan fest i mean <laughs> i didn't think it, i know what that feedback would have been oh it, it would have it would have been brutal but i would have had a lot more respect for him than putting out a statement on a friday you know, like on a Friday before the holidays on the official forums, not yeah. like even yeah. like a big for like a front page post. Just right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, slip that in. I mean, it really does. Like, Ethis, does that does that bother you or are we just getting super tinfoil hat over here? Um, you talking about the way that, that he's announced it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was like so much of a deliberate thing because he's been. Uh, well, they've been discussing it internally for for a long time. They first. Um, I think it was June. They first suggested they were. Um, they were playing with the idea. I don't know. I don't. I. I really don't think that's something they've been like sitting on, being like, "Oh, when can we tell them when they're not going to kill us? When are they going to tell them?" I think that probably is a coincidence, to be honest. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's. That that's that's a pretty like you know like a, a PR one hundred and one move right there. Like bad news Friday at four fifty nine p.m. Y- yeah, ex- <laughs> that's exactly yeah, yeah four fifty nine p.m. and throw it into uh, a forum. That I mean honestly, that's that literally is out of the PR playbook. And I maybe that's, that's why maybe that's why it bothers me so much is that it I don't I don't think Yoshida's ever really cared about uh, about the way he says things and the timing that he says things. To be honest, I th- he, he I think often he, just he no go on. I I was going to say I think he does care about the way that the audience reacts to the way that he announced things. I mean, like if he had been on stage and he had actually said something about a jumping potion and gotten booed that would have not all over the place yeah that would have been do you think he would have gotten booed all over the place hell yes yes fuck yes absolutely without a doubt i would have yeah and i would have been the loudest boo in there too (laughs) well no one doubted that for a moment (laughs) but yes no he would he would have gotten booed but the thing is is that it would have sparked an important conversation to have especially in the na community where it seems like we are way more hostile to this idea than in other regions all right well let's let's say they did announce it at fan fest and he did get booed what kind of productive fan uh, productive conversation you're going to have a fan fest with ten thousand fucking pissed americans it's not <laughs> it's not about what happens during the address it's about what happens afterwards and about what happens mm. when other players are talking to each other think about what mm. we were talking about we were sitting around talking about whether or not the woman in the red dress had a fucking neck tattoo or not this would have actually given <laughs> us some shit to talk about this would have actually given us some shit to think about like it would have given us a bit of a gut check no one no one was uh, i'm sorry was was ps3 support being dropped a topic of conversation at the dinner table for anyone no would this have been absolutely this would have been the top conversation of fan fest 
and you and and again having it in this region i think would have been the most important because now it's on us the media or whatever the fucking forums the blog sites the social media to now hash this shit out and I think, mm. I, I mean, honestly, you want to take you want to take and 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 make the conversation a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Have it in a place where we're all here together. May, it, it, uh, people are way more reasonable when they're hanging out together and having a really good time. Right. Right. So right. instead of instead of having to hash this out, uh, hash this out like we're going to have to once we get this official announcement. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for like months. It'll be ugly. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to react to like, fuck this. I'm done. This is like the last decision that I can't, you know, case in point, a Nero. That was my first fucking reaction. I was like, I, I, why? Everyone in the host chat knew. Why? Like, why bother? (laughs) Why? Why bother continuing to log in? Okay. Here's, here's my tinfoil hat theory is that I don't think Yoshi wants a jump potion either. I think he's getting major, major pressure to add this from higher-ups, and he does that not believe... Me. He does uh, not believe that it's going to be good for the game, and this is why he kind of kind of snuck it in there, because he doesn't believe in it either, and so he's doing well, all know. this to convince I, I, himself. But I feel like I've given him the benefit of the doubt on shit like that before, and I've been burned. That's why mm-hmm. I can't... That's why you can't go that far. I would love to believe that, I'm I'm giving it I'm giving this one to him. I don't give him other stuff like uh Diadem or whatever, but I'll get I I feel for Yoshi on this one. I don't feel like he wants it either. I well, think I think he might be onto something there. We we um we know he's getting pre- we know uh internally we know that the budget is approximately tripling. Yeah. Right? <laughs> tripling. And he is under pressure to bring in more players as a result of that. Of course, like absolutely. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. This is entirely out of his hands. And it's like, you want this money to play with? Well, you're going to have to bring in the numbers, aren't you, pal? Well, I think I actually might agree with Juxta on that. If Yoshi was thoroughly on board with a jump potion, I would think he would push to announce it at FanFest NA. Yeah. Like, hey, they're going to be the ones who are going to take it the hardest. Let's get it out there in an environment. Like you say, everyone's here having a good time. Let's get it out there for them. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't mm-hmm. want it and he's trying, if he can get the backlash up enough, maybe he can get SE to c- cave on it. You know what? I'd love, I would love to believe that. I just don't know that I can make that. I don't know that I can make that logic jump. Think yeah. I wish how, I could. Think of how hard it is to define, to, to defend something that you don't yourself believe in when you're like on stage or something versus being able to post facts I've got and stats. I've got seven pages of 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 bad justifications here to that that counters that narrative. I mean, none of the I don't think that any of these justifications are terribly good. I mean, I understand them. I I understand the logic behind them, but at the same time, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that's that's what it comes down to is that I flat out disagree. Let's go back to our phone lines here and uh, talk to Flat Arctic of uh, the Cerberus server. What's going on, Flat? Hey, what's up? <clears throat> Thanks for so, calling yeah. in. Um, so uh, my opinion of the jumping potion is a bit... It's never needed, to be honest. In an MMO, especially where leveling is a big about the game itself a jumping potion should never be in it i agree in my opinion a way to fix this would be like in now you have the main storyline and 
like Evansworth we're losing we're losing yeah i'm not i'm not really sure what's going on with uh your mic or your connection or something but you're like it's like you're fading off into the distance yeah get get right up on your microphone make love to it we're is this this better that's a little bit better yeah oh shit um yeah i'm sorry for the the bad uh quality i'll try to uh keep it as good as possible okay so um no i lost the track um, so you're saying what they could do to fix it is and then you kind of trailed off yeah so uh, in my opinion a way to fix this is we have the main uh, main story give it enough experience just to like casually go through it like now that they did that i think with the realm released, but it's still annoying as well. Yeah, it's like okay. it's you know what it's like it's like he 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 starts good and then it's like he was pitched off of a cliff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think his mic gets overwhelmed. I picture can't. someone like he's at his computer and someone comes up behind him, grabs his computer chair, and just starts rolling him out of the room. <laughs> yeah, like, that told you we have to go. Come on. Yeah, man. that's that that's pretty close. That's pretty close. I'm on LBR, mom. Uh, <laughs> flat. We appreciate the call. Uh, sorry that uh, your mic was a little bit uh, wonky there. But uh, I think I got the gist of what you were saying that uh, the since they added the additional XP bonuses that come out of MSQ, that it really feels like a lot of the justification for the jumping potion. It kind of goes out the window. It's it's uh, we've said this before. It feels like a guided experience. So well, the justification is is in that 2.1 to 2.55 primarily people complaining that it takes so long to get through all of this story and all of these problems I have to queue for this instance and this instance and this instance and I'm not actually progressing and just fuck it that's that I feel like is the main justification I just don't I I don't feel like it's that bad though i mean no, neither do i i absolutely don't because because you know what i enjoy going through those uh those quests i enjoy the story i like it i enjoy it i don't want them to take that out of the game i don't want them to cut that down because that's the alternative that's what they have to do because when people are leveling an old they don't want to have to go through and do a million quests uh from 2.1 to 2.55 and from 3.1 to 3.55 I, I so in future square enix has got to be like all right well we've got to make the the experience more streamlined we've got to make the quest shorter we've got to make the uh the the dialogue less um i'm 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 not about that i don't want them to do that that sucks yeah no i and i'm i'm right there with you i i do think that look i and i understand for people doing alts i think that's a little bit better of a justification but not completely there i i understand that the the time investment it feels like a lot but you know, dude, everyone's got time issues, man. Like, I, I know that. I'm trying to balance a whole bunch of stuff in my personal life at the moment. And not doing, by the way, a very good job of it either. So I think part of it is that his justification said nothing about people leveling alts. It was all about new people starting the game. And that's, like, well, if that's, that's your case. Like, free trial people can't even use it. So how many people do you... And they're like, oh, and don't worry, because based on our Korean and Chinese data, most people aren't going to buy this anyway. So it's all good. Yeah, what are you trying to convince <laughs> us of there? You're trying to convince yeah. us that this shouldn't be in the... That no one's going to use it? Like... I don't. I, mean, I, I feel like if he had mentioned something about alts and stuff, more people would have understood yeah. his justification. But yeah. he completely yeah, exactly. left that out. Yeah. 
I feel like that was overlooked because because I it really is going to be the case where people are like you know what, I can't be fucked leveling an alt but I want to play with my mates on another server the number the number of people just in the cu- last couple of weeks have had coming into my stream and saying oh man wouldn't it be awesome if they had a feature where we could just like clone our main onto another server and I was like yeah you know what that would be fucking awesome that actually you know I mean, that would be that? fine jump potion. What's the difference between that and a jump potion? There's no fucking difference. Because you got to put the footwork in for the first place anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, so what you're saying there to like mitigate the problem would be if you already had someone at 60 that's completed the story quest. Do you think that that should be like a prerequisite for the jump potion? Would you be okay with that? I'm. I'm fine with that. Like, if you can literally just clone your character right. over to another server, yeah, that's fine. Totally, Good. totally. So, so what I think, what I think we should say from that is, if it turns out to be the case, which I think it will, that over three quarters of the jump potions purchased are purchased by people who already have a, a, a max level main who's kitted out, has done everything, and they want to make an all. I think it will be the case, and I think we will have access to those statistics. Then I think that all of the um, all the problems with it well most of the problems with it anyway are going to be null and void well and because nika- i think i i think that nika's right and i think that it is going to be the vast majority of people using it to to level alts and i think that the stats will probably speak for themselves right and, and nika you mentioned that it's not something that you can buy while you're uh still in your trial period you can't right, exactly. you can't be brand new to the game and get it. you do have to wait until you've cleared that trial so you're probably going to be in the area of level well, doesn't the trial status... At least level 30. Doesn't yeah. the trial status just go away if you actually buy the game? I think when they say trial characters, it means like people who are yes. playing the game for free. Okay. Yeah, which, no, everyone gets a 30-day free trial, even when you buy the game. But it, oh, you, I was going to say, do you lose that once you buy the game? Yeah, it's it, it lasts for 30 that. days, isn't it? That, I mean, when well, I, that's a free that, month, but... Right. I, yeah, I so once in, in that 30-day yes. free trial, you can get to, I mean, at least a level 30 and then some... I can't imagine people buying $50 to skip like 15 levels and like a few quests. Like that seems dumb. Like, Hmm. I don't know. You might be right about that. I think, I don't know. I'm kind of with a Nero on this. It doesn't quite sit right with me, but maybe I've just heard too much of it. I can't get angry about it anymore. I don't have it in me to be mad about this when there's so many good things in this world to be mad at right now. I don't see why you would want to skip the fucking game. Like, that's, no, neither yeah. do I. No, fuck no. I don't. I, I don't understand it either. But the fact is that some some muppets do, don't they? Okay, well, like this has been. My they take th- advantage of them. I I just uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, these people <laughs> exactly, that are yeah. pay, paying to skip the game, skip the story, like they're not gonna stick around. Yeah, the, that's that's the other just, thing. This is just like exploiting them, taking their money, and then saying. Bye, Felicia, because we know you're not going to stick around for anything else. Yeah, that doesn't bother re- me. Re- realistically, Why? realistically, the f- the the folks that do use this to uh, you know completely skip the leveling process how how much of a sub are you you know how many months of a sub are you going to end up getting from these folks because they're not invested they don't have that character investment that is sort of infamous and intrinsic to mmos i don't think that's it well look a lot of people who are going to do it are people that are like raiders in other games and they're going to be hearing that the rating scene in final fantasy 
2014 is pretty good. They're only going to be coming for the rating. They're going to level up and they're going to, they're going to do what a lot of hardcore raiders do, which is, you know, sub for a couple of months at the beginning of the raid tier, clear the content, then come back in the next tier. And, and that's, that's a legitimate play style. That's, you know, that brings in a lot of subs and a lot of money. Um, it doesn't mean they're not invested in the game. It just means that they're invested, you know, in different parts or, or for different reasons. I don't know. I think, I think it's nest. They're all necessarily going to drop off. Like I say, I think it's going to be a case of a lot of people being like, "Oh, I've looked at the rating in Final Fantasy XIV, but you know what? I play this other MMO, and the commitment to level up and gear up and all that bullshit in Final Fantasy XIV, I just don't have the time for it." Well, I guess so the- here's what I'll do: I'll buy the skip, I'll buy the jump potion, I'll do the rating, and then I'll just I'll I'll do again what the other hardcore raiders do, where I just come back every couple of months for you know the six weeks of uh, of progression, and that that will bring subs in. But is that really the kind of the kind of uh, uh, player you want to encourage? Like, is that sort of like the the it, 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 like honestly when you think about the types of of audience that you want to attract to your game square mm-hmm. enix and and specifically the final fantasy franchise has lived and breathed on the people who have just been the diehard biggest fans like exposure to new audiences I, I like it doesn't generally go over that well like there's a lot of diehards that stick with this thing and if they feel like they're not being supported or if they're not being listened to they'll fuck off they'll go to another game and and again i i i think that we've reached a point in this game's development where why is bringing in a new audience even a concern at this point well, I mean, I would say that's probably a directive from SE. Like, I don't think you can... It's hard sell to go to your boss and say, listen, we've probably peaked on who we're going to get in this game, and it's time to... Con-. Like, that's probably a very hard sell until the numbers bear that out. I, I mean... Like, until they have... like, if You, Storm you mean to hits, tell me that they're not? Like, I, I, I can't believe that if you look at server data, that it supports that this game is as strong or healthy as where it was in 2.4. Perhaps, but what they're going to look at is they're going to say, Ugh. hey, we had a huge influx of players at A Realm Reborn. We had a huge influx of players at Heaven's Ward. And until something like... If Stormblood hits and they don't see that huge influx of characters, that's when they'll probably say, all right, well, you know what? We put it, we're putting a jumping potion, even that didn't do it yeah it is time to make that transition until they see the but numbers then that you've bear that already out, but then you've already introduced the jump potion as a thing like if they introduce us if they introduce it and it doesn't go well that's not a genie that you can put back in the bottle uh, but i don't think it hurts that much like you say it may not benefit us but i don't think it hurts really it skips either the first two-thirds of the fucking game for who for people who we've already established aren't going to care anyway like it doesn't hurt yeah, us as players. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt anyway. your existing player base. No, I don't think so. Except, except for the sentiment of like, dude, we earn this. We've fucking put yeah, in the time. That's your fucking feelings. We put it. We put in the time. We've. We. You know. I've. I've spent my fucking money in subs. Like, oh, okay. So. So. What. What was that worth? Right. You know. What I mean, was it, it worth? Why? What, they can't tell you what that's worth. Like, like why if, did they determine the worth of your play experience? Well, this I think that this this definitely detracts from some of the worth there. That detracts from some of the value. 
Uh, I don't think it should. I think it definitely does. I disagree. I don't like. I well, don't you're think. fucking stupid. <laughs> if you say something, <laughs> wow. like someone else getting to skip I think, the story. I think there's like, only one person that puts value in your game experience, and that is you. If you let anyone else influence that the is value bullshit. That is bullshit, Ethis. <laughs> E-peenery is a huge mm. part of MMOs. Mm. I got it. Mm. You don't. Nana, nana, boo, boo. That's a huge mm. part of MMO culture. Don't well, give me maybe, that. That's a big part of gamer culture. Don't give me that bullshit. Because I raid. Man, maybe, you're maybe awesome. Because fuck. I've got this fuck off. That's on. You, dude, this you story are gives, awesome. Bullshit, dude, man. If you go around saying, oh, my God, <laughs> I cleared the story in final fantasy 14 yeah, look exactly. at me who look gives like a fuck it's, like, it's the easiest yeah, story in the history of mmos it's a yeah and it's a very minor hurdle to say hey this is a very bare minimum you got to do this if you want to fucking fucking play finish this story it's a, come on it's dude. a long hurdle it, that's that's, not, it is oh it's it a it's a bitchy hurdle but you know what it's a we all had to go through it and now you're not gonna have to anymore it's fucking stupid. It's a you know we'll it's a you bad a choice. We'll it's a give bad you a special choice. Special title with a special little crown saying, "I didn't use a jump potion." How about that? A special, "I didn't use a jump potion" title. You can press. It doesn't that mean anything. No, it doesn't. It, it, the people who do use a jump potion get a gold star. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. We've made it like four different times. I know. <laughs> I made it originally. It's, it's it's either yeah, you have a gold star it means you either RP or use a jump potion. No, the I, RP means you RP. Oh right. I mean, no one no one else feels like this cheapens the accomplishment. This cheapens what you've invested in this game. It, it does for me. Mm, it okay. definitely does for me. I, and I've me. been and I've been I've been here since fucking 1.0 since day one of, of 1.0. So, you know, like there is I think I think that gauging sentiment about it and how it makes your player base feel because, hey, what's going on in ESO right now? That's a whole lot of fucking silence. Nothing. Well, because no the minute. So. Yeah, the minute. That's that, not true. I the, know some people. The minute that they announced that that shit was going free to play, you make little concessions like this over time, and that's how you clear your audience out. That's how you clear your talent out. That's how you clear the people who feel like they've actually invested in this game out, and you get more and more people who will let their sublapse in between content lulls. But who invested in ESO before that free-to-play announcement? The game sucked. <laughs> that's, that's, ESO's policies went far beyond being free-to-play. That's an, that's anecdotal. Okay, sure. I, I played it before it went free-to-play. It was shit. I, they went free-to-play because they couldn't get enough subs for it to work. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to bleed subs from the ends of, uh, you know, the 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 long-term invested players? No, they're saying we can't make money on the long-term invested players, and since we're a company, we have to make money. So let's do a new strategy. That's what... That's what are you talking about? You can't make money. You uh, Apparently they weren't. Why would, why would you go free to play if you could money, make money on subs? Money. If you could make your profits off having a sub base, why would you go free to play? I, uh, what the fuck? Wait, what? Talking what are, about ESO. If you could, if your sub base is making you enough money, and I'm talking, and I'm around. talking about fourteen dumb shit. 
What you the weren't. <laughs> I, I, you fucking idiot. I, I, and I'm saying, yeah, if, gotta, if, if, if we bleed, if we bleed subs from the upper end of this game, then we're going to wind up in the same boat as ESO. Follow the fucking pattern of the conversation. Okay. Dummy. Who is leaving besides you, apparently, because of the jump potion? I think that there's going to be a lot of people pissed off by this. Mm. You, oh, yeah. 70 fucking pages yeah. of responses. Right. People are speaking out about it. People always speak out. People spoke out 70 some pages about steps of faith. But you know what? They made the change. And look, the game's still here. I mean, and is it's, it better? And it's, is it and better? it's been bleeding fucking players ever since then. Are you retarded? Are you retarded? All right, all right, seriously, am I talking to the dumbest fucking person that I've ever had on this show in the history of this show right now? Wow. You are oh mad. This this game has been bleeding. Okay, show me your official This game uh, has been bleeding a fucking... Do I need to mute you, Nika? Jesus Christ. This game has been bleeding subscribers for months. Months. 3.0 has been objectively bad and in a step in the wrong direction. You've lost players. Do you think that this is really going to get them back? Honestly. Do you think that this is going to get your sub numbers back up to where they were at 2.55 before you shat all of your momentum away? No, but I don't think it's going to hurt it. Well, I think that there are there are developer decisions that you could make to no, be able to be able to make those gains back and jump potions are not one of them. I agree, but I don't think it hurts it though. That's all. That's I think all. it does. Okay, and that's where we're at. I think it does. It absolutely does because the people who've been invested in this for so long go, "Well, what the fuck was that all about?" Makes me throw my hands up in frustration and go, well, fuck it. I guess my fucking sub doesn't matter. I guess the amount of the amount of time and money that I've invested in this game doesn't matter. And I'm not alone. We've had phone lines light up about this. We've seen fucking threads light up about this. The sentiment exists and just saying, oh, well, get over it doesn't really address it, does it? Because those people vote with their feet. And they have been voting with their feet ever since 2.55. That's the that's the dirty little thing that none of the FF14 players here want to fucking admit. That objectively, pl- subscriber numbers, server numbers have been down and bleeding since 2.55. Ever since 3.0 hit. Ever since really 3.1 hit. Yeah. There has been a marked decrease in sentiment and engagement and it's a problem the reason and and i've said this a million times the reason that that problem exists is because square enix is focusing on the wrong player base and they're continuing to focus on the wrong player base by trying to get new people in I i i feel like i'm a fucking broken record about this shit an mmo Four years into its development, if you count 1.0, should not be trying this hard to attract new players. And if you are, there needs to be a benefit beyond, 
oh, I want to have an alt for your veteran players. That's the only if that's the only benefit that you can bring to the fucking table for a jump potion, then I'm going to say that's not good enough. It's just not. It needs to benefit the community in more than just one way. This is not an insane, insanely radical development strategy. You continue to build on the people you know care about the game, that are invested in the game. If they become uninvested, guess what? It becomes twice as hard to re-engage them again because they feel like they've been burned. That is true, objective measurements of MMO audiences. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, am I wrong that server numbers are down? Throughout no. all of 3.0? We, we, we am I wrong? We all, all season. So then what can we do to stem this problem? Fucking jump potions is not the thing to do it. And none of these justifications address that. No, I, and I like I say, I don't think a jump potion is going to stem that problem, but it doesn't hurt it. I don't think you think it does, obviously. But I mean, that's- I don't I don't think the jump potion is intended to stem the problem. I think what's intended to stem the problem is all the other shit that we're going to be getting with Stormblood again with that fucking triple budget. There's going to be a lot more content for those those, you know, old school uh, faithful players. It's just not the, what we're talking about right now, because, you know, we're coming up to the JP. Fan. We don't know that much about Stormblood yet. Once we see the JP fan fest, once we see the European fan fest, you're going to see all those measures that are going to be taken to retain the interest of those faithful those veteran players it's going to come i you you have a lot more faith than i do because i obviously i evidently do because i really believe that i really really do believe that i i you know and i've said this before i've said a very similar things before and i've been burned and it just feels like when we talk you know when you see four or five pages worth of this justification and none of it i i when i read that I, I was like i don't agree with any of this none of this none of this worked i mean i'm on the i'm on the full end like this is a bad idea and not one of these arguments was like okay that's reasonable like i it just it, it isn't it's a cash grab it's right. I, I understand well, I, think, I understand it's a business decision, but it's a but it's a it's a scummy one. It's one that does not feel terribly good. The people who end That's up buying the people who end up buying it are buy are first of all, they're you're getting ripped off if you buy this. Yeah, the, it doesn't take that long to get fifty dollars. Uh, fifty dollar oh, yeah, price yeah. tag is absolutely is insane. So I mean it's just on multiple levels I have problems with this. It hurts your play. I think it does hurt your player base in the long run because you I think you get you get, you end up getting players in there that are, you know, fucking disruptive and terrible and and just the most frustrating pieces of shit to deal with. Well, we I, already th- have those players. And I think like we do. We're talking about a lot of the players. Who yeah, are except Juxta and I have not been playing that often. So, well, that's true. But I think a lot of people who are going <laughs> to use this, like we say, would be people who raid in other games. And if you can raid in other games, yeah. you can raid in 14. It's just learning your new rotation. 
Uh, so I'm not too worried about that. It's just, but it, right, it, at 50 it bucks, eats away at the cult. It, you take it. This becomes less a Final Fantasy MMO, and it becomes any other MMO. More rating MMO. It becomes any other MMO. I mean, really, it just becomes another MMO that has chocobos in it. That's cool. All right, cool. It's got it's got Moogles. It's got things that I recognize from other games that I've played. Mm. Like that. That it really takes the it, the culture takes a hit. And I'm sorry if that's kind of a, a a nebulous concept for people to grasp, but you know what? It's something that we're very plugged into. Yeah, the culture will take a knock. It might, but at the same time, we complain so much about the like garbage Final Fantasy references that are constantly thrown at us in this game. Like this Speak is going, for yourself. Well, that's uh, yeah, not you, gonna. You that, that's not gonna change. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Like pandering. on one hand of it, we're like, oh my god, stop pandering so much, and then on the other end of it, we're like, oh no, the culture might take a hit. On one hand, we say, please give no, us more I- pandering, and the other hand. God, I want so much but, more pandering. Yeah, wait, you're talking, but you're talking about two separate things. I'm talking right. about the the community culture. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the the uh, players that you end up interacting with on a daily basis when you log in. I'm not talking, and, and what you're talking about is specific design elements to the right, game. Right, right, right. I'm just saying that, like, if when you when you make decisions like this, it becomes less the Final Fantasy MMO because these are the decisions that make it feel like a Final Fantasy game which i'm going to argue the msq and the leveling process really do make this feel like a like a final fantasy mm. game and you make it just more like any other mmo it copy paste different themes in there uh what do you want to play today do i want to play uh an asian themed big jugged uh you know mmo okay let's yes. play tits and soul yeah. all right do i want to uh play something with uh you know chocobos and uh dragoons then fine i'll play final fantasy today like i I, I don't like that aspect of an MMO culture because, again, the investment that I put into my character is a big element. That's a, one of the long-term reasons that I like playing MMOs, and this does cheapen that for me. Okay. That's fair. We have got to move on to lore. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, like eight hundred callers. We have a bunch of callers to uh, to to talk to here oh for just God. a second. Shinjima Kokoma, uh, Ko- Koami. Ko, Ko, no, Ko, Ko, Kokami. Ko Okami is on the phone. What's up, uh, Shinjima? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Can thanks you for calling. Yep, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Yeah, I haven't called in before, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Jump Potions made me call in, and uh, basically, I'll keep it short. Uh, but what I wanted to say about it was that it's basically. Uh, it disheartened me and I, I was hearing a Nero talking and uh, uh, feelings are important to people who play the game to be invested. Mm-hmm. And the thing that disheartens me is uh, it's basically uh, just, it, it kind of proves to me that they're going to stay with the same formula. Yeah. And the reason why that is, is because the raising a level cap. And when I thought about that, I thought, well, what about 5.0 and 6.0, right? Yep. And and they're going to and and this is a way to keep the formula like almost exactly the same. They're going to gate Stormblood behind 3.5. They're going to gate 5.0 be, behind 4.5 or whatever, right? Right. And yeah, and it's just it's like I thought about I'm an I'm an ex Final Fantasy 11 player 
And I switched off of that because of a BCA. And when they changed the level cap, that's what I got upset about in 11. Right. And I thought about it like, why does why do we have to change the level cap? You, you don't you don't have to have uh, increasing level cap constantly to change things for every expansion, right? Right. So, yeah, basically that's that's basically the one point that I feel like you, they gotta something like jump potions. It does dishearten a portion of the community, and yeah. I'm one of those people that you know I log in and there's not much to do at end game. It's hard to find a raid group on my server, and the game is already starting to become a little bit stale for me. Yeah. And now the jump potions, it's just piling on the the stuff that I'm uh, not too happy about. And it, and for, some, for people, it just, there comes a boiling point, right? Yeah. And yeah, like, 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 like you were saying, like feelings and sentiment are important, especially in an MMO, because your audience is what you live and die by. An MMO is a business. I've seen Apple Nectar say this a fucking hundred times in the chat that this is a business decision. And okay, fine. It might be a business decision, but it's not a great business decision. Okay. Because I think if you look at the long term effect of something like this, that it has a very successful short term impact, but that it actually eats away at dividends in your audience long term. This is exactly what Shinjima was talking talking about the sentiment the mounting uh the the mounting negative sentiment around what i th- you know whose best interest does square enix have in mind when it comes to development that's a very important thing if you think that it's not going to be you as a long-term player then that's i think of that's a problem because you know what i feel it too i i agree with you shinjima and thank you for the call we appreciate it uh but i agree i totally agree with you that i feel that same sentiment too and that when you know when when you are beholden to your audience to continue your product that that needs to be a very careful consideration and i get that square enix is giving this careful consideration they floated this out here now three times and they haven't actually pulled the trigger on it which i give them credit for but this seems like now a foregone conclusion with this kind of sent with this kind of statement coming out and with uh, at at this kind of length and with that amount of justification so I, I, I think a great point that he made, we mentioned a little bit earlier, is until they reach a point where they settle on a level cap and keep us stable for a while, yeah. this kind of thing, like like the increasing level cap is what I assume they will argue justifies this kind of thing or makes it feel like it's kind of necessary. Like 11 settled on their 75 level cap for a long, long time. And when they finally did raise it, I mean, the game was already hemorrhaging players. It, they needed a bold move to try and get some interest in the game. I got that. Yeah. But they kept that level cap stable for a long time. And that's why you never felt like you needed a jump potion. Once you got to level 75, you were there. You were ready. You were like, if you came back in a year, you were still at the max level. All right. Back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Zero Ash and Zari of Midgar Summer. What's up, Zero? Hey, guys. I've got two things that I'm going to bring up, and one of them is the first point. As a... I started playing Final Fantasy XIV three weeks after the release. There were no roulettes, and to catch up with even my own brother who was playing the game at the time, I had to start cut, uh, uh, skipping cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And I would get this jump potion just for the job-based one, just so I don't have to level an alt, because not only do you get that, you also get 
um, some special currency to buy gear. I don't have to worry about gear. I can play the storyline, not have to worry about the grind, not worry about having to level up a second class just to get the cross-class stuff and the cross-class stone. And I get to enjoy the story that I got to that I had to skip because nobody was doing Orem Vale. I spent weeks on trying to clear Orem Vale, for an example. Ugh. Yeah. I know that fight better than people that were in Coil at the time because people were able to skip Orem Vale because it was not part of the mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't Red Company. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make sure I understand. You wanted you want the the job potion so that you can just basically go or, back and do well, the story. Well, he said he would have wanted it at the time. Oh, so he could do. No, no, no. Oh. I would. I want it now. Oh. Now? Why not? Why now? You've got you've got roulettes now. You've got so many. There have been so many different systems created to funnel people back into older content that I feel like this complaint that oh I'm stuck at old content is kind of null and void at this point. Like yeah, at one point. There was literally nobody queuing for Orem Vale. I, I, and granted, Orem Vale's a bitch, and it sucks, and you'll probably get people that drop out when you queue. That, there's a bunch of different other problems, but having the queue go off, I don't think that that's as big of a problem anymore. I understand there are roadblocks. He's saying he didn't get to experience the story firsthand because he had to skip it all to catch up, and now he'd like to go back with a character that's fully leveled but didn't have to sludge his way and skip cuts. You just want to, yeah, which you I just can totally understand about an organic story experience. Yeah, and, and now, that's kind of that kind of fits on with what I've been saying, right? Is that we're taking away like like not having this and, and forcing people to sort of you know either want to skip cutscenes or or like rush through cutscenes and shit to catch up with their friends. It kind of really does detract from the experience for a lot of people that value the story. Hmm. I mean, if there wasn't if there wasn't plenty of mechanisms to go back and be able to experience the story, not just through you know the. Uh, the the unending in, journey, yeah, the unending journey. But you know, if if you really are, um, you know, skipping dialogue and stuff like that too, you can. You know, people are very good about chronicling those things on thing. You know, stuff like YouTube. But then you don't get to experience it with your character. Oh, you oh, oh, oh you're not experiencing it with you, you're not experiencing it with your character anyway. You're experiencing it with an alt. But it's still you know, but you still have a feel for your character. Come on. Well, I mean, we're talking about sentiment. Player sentiment that is, I guess, important. That's I mean, why it people. It definitely yeah. is sentiment. And plus, to be fair, have you have you actually tried watching the um, cutscenes in the Unending Journey? It they are sucks. not organized in chronological no, I, order. I, I, I so, if you There's if you want to actually watch them in the order that they were, it's very difficult because they're listed by like. What? I, don't, I mean, I went bet all the primal ones are just listed together. I got to run off now, but one more of these before <laughs> oh, I do. If I don't catch you guys, have a happy <sighs> Xmas. Also, screw jump potions. Much love to you all. Thank, thank you. Anyway. Thank you for that. Thank you very much but, for, for the donation. We appreciate but it. But yeah, but like I went back to look for cutscenes when I was doing my Yasale cosplay and I was looking for references and they were all over the place. I mean, there were the, all the primal cutscenes are grouped under like primal trials. And, and there's then the, and the I, heavens for Like they're not in order. So if you want to actually experience the story and then also see all the dialogue, but you've already had to skip through all of it. All of the, it, yeah. The, the, the biggest thing, I think my biggest complaint about the unending journey is that you don't see all of the run up dialogue. Right. And and afterward dialogue, if you ended up having to miss that, so just prepping for this show today, yeah, like I, I was trying to go through the three point four lore. I'm like, what the? Where is everything? I know, and that 
is frustrating, and I and I understand that that is a point of contention. But the thing is, is that it th- that seems like a very minor problem to throw jump potions at. I you think know what I mean? The proper fix is to improve the unending journey. Yeah, I think I, that's I, the more appropriate I, fix to that. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, so, uh, real quick, zero. What was your second point? The second point is if. North American communities are notorious for uh, pay-to-win stuff. Yeah. And I believe that even though they're going off of the Korean numbers, those numbers are not going to be the same, especially for North America. Hmm. The reason I bring this point up is because we are going to see such a a massive amount of bads. And I'm fully aware, and I'm ready, and I'm not excited. I'm dreading that fact. But what was that? You're, well, you're I not looking I, forward to the influx of players that this might bring and, in. And I get and I get and, that. Like we've we've talked about that uh in a in a couple of different roundabout ways too. And and look, I, I do think that that problem is a little bit overstated. It's not going to be as bad. I mean, a lot of people said, "Oh, well, this is, you know, when when Final Fantasy 11 added uh Xbox 360 support, a lot of people said the same thing." And it wasn't necessarily always true. However, I do Whoa. That that was a bit. Only people who should be jumping are Van Halen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Thor Carson. That that bits one threw me off. It did. I I was like, what the heck was that? (laughs) Not used to that. Damn you. (laughs) Some new noise. Uh anyway, but yeah, no, I I I, I look, I, I I understand what you're saying and and I do worry about that too. Um about the quality of player that that adds. And I think that you bring up a really good point here, Zero. Uh and uh by the way, thanks for your call. Uh you know, I you you bring up a really good point when you say that culturally pay to win is a lot more accepted and a lot more uh, you know, like it, there's a lot more people who partake in it in, in America, in America yeah. than in other regions. So th- saying that that data might be skewed coming from Korea, I think that that's a totally fair thing to say in this. Uh, in that this could definitely be the case. I, I definitely do. I, and I, I happen to think that if you give players the means to be able to do this it's not like they're not going to use it you know what i mean like yeah that price point is pretty steep but we also know that they're going to back the price point down eventually that that stuff will go on sale and all this other stuff you know what i mean like there there are little concessions that they'll even make to that uh you know to 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 that uh idea so uh appreciate the call let's go back to our phone lines one more time and talk to crimson tinted of balmong what's up crimson Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Uh, Thanks course. for calling the show. Of course, I had to call him about the jump potion. Of course. Of, of course. course. Of course. <laughs> but no, uh, I actually want to address this directly to a Nero here um, because I feel like a Nero. A Nero's voice one. is dying, man. Come on. Give him a I'm, break. I'm okay. I'm, You're fine. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to respond. They just want to direct it at him. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, you're fighting for the soul of the game here with your argument about the jump potion. And I get that, right? And it's 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 a it's a completely valid argument in my opinion, but at this point, I would say the problem that a person in your position, which is essentially defending the soul of the game here, has with this jump potion argument is it's the argument that won't die. Right? You've copped to it yourselves. 
It comes up over and over and over again. It's like a cockroach. You can't kill it. Yeah, I'm tired of making the argument, man. And that's part of it is I think that, you know, the 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 and and you're hitting on it right now that the length of the discussion is part of, you know, those those critics of this decision are slowly going to be beaten down or even, you know, they taken to the other side of the fence. Uh, if given enough, like fine, fuck it, give me a jump potion if it'll make you if shut up. If I can up stop about hearing it. about it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and we wanted to do thirty minutes wrong. on this today. Tops. I know, I know. And, and and I think that's that's the main point I'm trying to make is I feel like we've crossed that threshold where if we keep being as it were sticks in the mud about it, or if we, you know hold hold fast to our guns in this, we're just going to keep having this discussion until it happens anyway. It's taking all the oxygen out of discussing everything else that we could stand to be discussing right now about how this game could improve. So give him the fucking potion and let's move on to actually discussing shit about this game that matters. You know, at this point, this isn't going to stop. It's just not. I, 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 I definitely appreciate your point for sure. Uh, and, you know. It probably won't stop, you know. And, Can't and stop, won't stop. The thing, but even the, when this one dies down, when the actual announcement that it's coming comes out, we're gonna we'll go. Have to have we're gonna be right back to this again. again. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Um, and you know, the thing is, is that uh, it, it's. It, it it is gonna happen. Like we, we, got, we we know that it is gonna happen, and I think the question is now is when is it the right time for this to happen? And I think that is part that is an important consideration to make. It mm-hmm. can't just be blown off. I don't think. Uh, and and just saying like, oh, just give it to him. Like I I just I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm really I'm not there yet because I do think that the timing is wrong. I've I've kind of accepted the idea that we're gonna get it. Eventually, like this is just something that happens in modern MMOs, but the timing of it is something that I really am going to be very critical on and I'm going to keep pushing on and I'm going to dig in on because I I really do think that that is important in terms of your business model. Nobody wants to see this game fold. Nobody wants to see this this product fail more. A-N-I-E-R-O, the sole defender of E-O-R-Z-E-E-A. He fights with Robin Hood. <laughs> Why did it spell wow. like that? Okay. Well, that was weird. Usually she at least tries to take a stab. How am I going to... There needs to be a Roskill gated with a jump potion. Should require Doom Magalex with 270i level gear on synced only. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Whoa. And it, like but to, to your point on the timing of it, I don't even think that they're off by a mile. I think as early as 5.0 it would probably be justifiable. That'd 4.0 be fine. still seems early to me. Yeah, I yeah, agree yeah, with yeah, you there. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, we're going to take one more call on this subject and then we got to move on. Uh, we're going to talk to Terry. Terry, what's going on? Thanks for calling uh, Limit Break Radio. Uh Terry, are you there? Terry I'm here. Can you hi, hear me? hi, Terry. Terry, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Uh, I wanted to talk about jump potions. Yeah, I just had a real quick point to make. Uh, what if we allow the jump potions only on servers that are not legacy? Well, so it doesn't affect me that be on a server with jump players. Well, because that's sort of like that's sort of like the not in my backyard approach. And I still think that it ends up having the same corrosive effect on the community and the culture surrounding the community. Terry, that's how the Empire took over the galaxy. (laughs) Everyone just wanted to look away. What's not happening to us? 
Everyone just look down. Don't worry about it. Yeah. See, first first they came for the uh, for the steps of faith, and I said nothing. <laughs> no, we actually said a lot. Actually, we did. We had a lot of that. And then they gave us jump potions, and then I said nothing. Because no, we, I we said a lot again, it. actually. We, did, actually. Hmm. we say a lot. I know. As it turns out, we just say a lot. I know. We yeah. are the bastions of Are we the rebellion? Goodness. We might be. Uh, I get to be all right, solo. Terry, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, I know that we've got some more calls hanging on the line here. We may take maybe one or two more before we uh, end up taking off. But we do want to talk about the 3.4 lore and story. You uh, know, our main subject for the day. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind of, yeah. It was it was a bit of a split topic today. Bit of a split topic. Sure. Uh, Let's go with that. <laughs> so, uh, but here's the thing, though, is that I feel like, and uh, at this, you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like 3.4 didn't even really have that much lore or story to really chew on or dissect. And in fact, I think that it was one of the lighter ones outside of co- outside of the cosmic lore that we got with the Warriors of Darkness, which okay. which you have to admit, Ethis is probably never going to have a payoff for the player because we're not ever going to see any of these other worlds oh, that, that, so cool. that that the Warriors of Darkness would it's potentially cool be we, from. That we're not going to no, no, see if we them? did see them, that'd be sweet. No, I, I, I like that it's, it, that is a tease that like, okay, that's cool that I know that these other worlds exist and, mm-hmm. and it and it in a very, you know, very uh, demonstrable way shows you mm-hmm. that the that the balance between light and dark is very important because one gets mm-hmm. too out of control and destruction happens. I understand that mm-hmm. from a thematic point of view and from a narrative point of view, but that has very little payoff in the end for the players because chances are we're not going to be able to confront the deity or the 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 entity that allows for this 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 balance or unbalance to happen like that is one that's mm-hmm. like that's like something that we could see towards the end of the game overall like yeah man abyssia or maybe, yeah, maybe sure. yeah that's what we want maybe i mean <laughs> if if, it, if that's the kind of payoff like long 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 term dude i'm totally in for that i'm totally 9.0 minfilia returns and we go to another dimension if that, dude, i'm, <laughs> wow, I'm you, down for that fucking ride like honestly yeah, like i'm do, i'm down for this that had a lot of that it had a lot of, of the celestial kind of stuff the celestial yes. lore yeah so let's talk about the msq because a lot of this starts up you know with your god damn it was this so predictable at the beginning because you've got your dinner with amrick that gets yeah interrupted yeah. what are the odds that we finish this meal Fuck zero say. Zero. Oh, there is no chance we get to the end of this meal. Okay, well, if it didn't get interrupted, it's like, okay, let's eat our meal. Okay, la la la. Oh, and we're done and now. And then we let's kiss mo- at the end. I move on. And then, and then, and then, and then, yeah. Then you're like, oh, what the fuck did we eat our dinner with? It would have been, you know what? No, I, I, I'm going to just put this out there. It would have been way funnier if, for no reason, they just put the character model of Amrick with the knife in his chest, like just eating dinner normally, just like, hi, how's it going? Like uh, for no fucking Still reason. Sab, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that whole dinner sequence was worth it purely on watching your character suspiciously watch the person pour drinks. You're like, uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. I know how this goes. I get poisoned every time I have a drink in this stupid world. Been having this happen a lot. Okay, well, to be fair, like, you see him pouring something in the drink, and you don't know what's in the drink. 
So, like, is your character never going to drink ever again? No, but that's kind of like... Are you going to bring bottled water with you everywhere yeah, you go? Bring your own you drink. B-Y-O-D. That's why, like, every... I just that's very enjoy. rude to House Amrick. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great. Look, we've got the echo. We don't need a drink. We don't need a poop. We got the echo. <laughs> need to poop? Is that is that no. confirmed? Is that canon? Yeah, but have you ever seen the Warrior of Light take a dump? Well, admittedly, no, but I also yes. wouldn't yeah, expect well. to. That was some really awesome fan art, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah, it was Nika, <laughs> Nika fan art, too, I'm sure. Oh, no. Warrior of oh, Light taking a dump on Nika. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Dear Lord, no. Make it so, happen. So we get our redirect over to uh, Zelfatol, which, uh, mm-hmm. as predicted, ended up being, you know, we just got the one dungeon. Uh, Zelfatol mm-hmm. was awesome, though. I, as, a, as a dungeon, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed getting to see, like, the, basically the Ixal are just scraping out a meager existence there. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like they're flourishing by any means. What? Yeah. What did I? What can you tell us about, like, do we know anything about the, the reason that they're trying to summon Garuda? Um, yeah, so basically what, what the Asians are all about at the moment is, uh, is escalation. You know, they, uh, wants us to become more powerful. That's part of his plan because the more powerful he become, uh, we become the more powerful primals they can summon to challenge us. And it keeps sort of going backwards and forwards and escalating. So what's, um, what they're trying to do at the moment is force the beast tribes to summon their primals and have them so just brutally defeated. Right by the warriors of darkness that basically they're forced eventually to concede that their gods are too weak and they need to invent more powerful gods and they need to start uh, creating new primals, inventing new primals that are going to, you know, escalate it further and further and further. And that's why the summoning is uh, is going to happen. That's why we need to prevent the summoning from happening so that the uh, the poor Ixali don't end up seeing Garuda being fucking beheaded in one shot by the warrior of darkness. Okay, so in in that sequence, yeah, literally the Warriors of Darkness are trying to just decimate Garuda and make the Excel realize that Garuda will not be able to save them. They need a better primal. Yeah, exactly. And we're we're trying to prevent that spectacle from happening in the first place. Now, he does summon Garuda against us, but I guess not quite in the way that you would normally summon. No, not quite. Right. Not quite. That, that, what what he's doing there is, um, I mean, I've had I've had a few questions about. I see it more as like a, like a trance. You know, it's it's something like the dreadworm trance in that he's kind of channeling something through himself and like using it as an attack or whatever. It's not literally something Garuda. And, and we see this also beginning to play out now with the Kobold. They're mm-hmm. not even just using crystals anymore. They're now beginning to no. sacrifice their own people to further mm-hmm. power up their summons is, is there like any like background for that happening or is this a relatively new development um no there there is some background for that happening we we know that uh like blood sacrifices have been made uh for primals before and we know that a lot of the um a lot of the implements that they use like a lot of uh sort of the the ritual focuses and stuff tend to be made out of you know bits of bone uh or you know other other pieces of bodies that have been sacrificed to their primal so it's uh it's not it's not um without precedent but it is it is another way of you know ether ether is made up of all things right crystals sure. blood it's no difference like it doesn't matter where it comes from all coke for the ether. furnace right 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what like in this in the so as we're moving towards uh, our final confrontation with the Warriors of Darkness, the whole we have the whole sequence with Gabu, who is a very mm-hmm. polarizing character, I think, in the community. Ever someone loves him, someone hates him. What did you think of that whole sequence with you know Ali Say and Gabu? Someone hates Gabu. I I think a lot of people hate Gabu. <laughs> if he wasn't probably vomiting up a lung right now, he'd probably be in here telling us how much he hates Gabu. Wow, Juxta, you hate Gabu, right? Wow. No, Gabu is fine. I feel that's not what you said before. You were like, he sucks. I hate him. Okay, so what's what, what's the um, what's the position of hate against Gabu? Because this is something I actually haven't kind of encountered head on. You're blindsiding me. When did I ever say I hated Gabu? <laughs> I'm just setting Jack stuff for failure. Oh, it's Jesus a lot Christ! Of fun. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Fuck. Well, even even no, if I, you don't, even if you're not owning it, like, do you know what the position is that people are taking against Gabu? It's, it's a lot of the standard, like, oh my god, it's. Like, Nero, what was your stance on Gabu as a character? Man, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess was, I didn't really like him, but I didn't find him offensive hmm. or anything. I mean, he was fine. When it was first happening, I saw a lot of people just saying, like, this story feels so played out. I so thought, or his character. I guess it felt kind of forced. Yeah, with, with his whole parents. Maybe it. Maybe that it just happened too fast. Like know, that was a story like that needed to play out over more time. During that whole, did thing. you? Okay. Yeah, well, because like I didn't surprise. expect. Shocking! The yeah, woman what? almost cries. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shut up. I didn't expect. <laughs> I didn't expect to actually like see the dead parents on the ground there, and I was like, "This is getting really dark for Final Fantasy MMO." And that I sat there weird. and I was like, "We're really just sitting here." looking at his dead parents, this child goes into complete depression and it explores like, I mean, he completely shuts off. Except like, this is kind it, of look, a different aspect of the NPC characters that we've seen in this MMO. And so I was, I felt really bad for seeing him. a character's dead parents on screen was kind of surprising. Yeah. Except I mean, it like zoomed in on them. I was like, Holy fuck. Yeah. I, I, we, I thought we were going to rescue them. Like this is messed up. Except if you really, really wanted to have that arc have way more impact you don't do it with beastmen because we kill beastmen all the time all the time that's what we go out and do we we're murdering we're i'm sorry how many how many how many uh parents Millions. have you gone out and Millions. and murdered in the uh, you know, kobolds okay know? but this is like also oh, like oh, uh, totally totally this is like it, it kind of hits on a different level because the game actually did a pretty decent job at, like introducing the character Gabu and Gabu, then, yeah. Gabu and then like mm-hmm. making you actually feel for him. Was wait, hang on now. Uh, was I thought it did a good job personifying the Beastmen. Like Look, we, yeah, because I, we see them as, sure. as things we just go out and kill. Okay, when that. we do just get to work, yeah. When we do get to work with the more like nice reasonable of the Beastmen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's nice to actually see a more humanized story surrounding them. We're closing the gap. And that's yeah. that's going to be a really, really, really important theme going into 4.0 with the, the newfound animosity uh, from the Empire is that the Aeorzeans and the Beast Tribes are closing the gap. Okay, um, all right. I can, I, I, can, I can see that. All right. Because yeah. we've, we've already and, seen the, a stronger, like, we're not ho- openly hostile with the NAF. We've already seen that. Uh, we have the Beastman, all uh, the Beastman quests where we basically... Mm-hmm kind of become one with the tribe almost and now we've mm-hmm. also got the uh the griffin guy 
basically paying crystals to get the Amal Jaw to help him fight him. Right. The, the most the most important thing here that we're going to see moving into 4.0 is is what this uh, gap closing is going to look like from the Imperial perspective. And what it's going to look like is, oh, hey, shit, Eorzeans are summoning primals. Hmm. Shiva. Hmm. Uh, People are trying to summon Ralga. The reason why uh, why Gaius Van Belsar, the most pragmatic villain we've ever had, wanted to commit genocide against the beast races categorically was because they could summon primals. The gap is closing. We're becoming more like beastmen. Beastmen are becoming more like us. The Imperials are going to be looking at that. They're going to see that the Aeorzeans need to go. Ooh. Okay. All right. Th- now I dig that, that. Now, now, from that perspective, that's actually far more interesting than my mm-hmm. direct read of what was happening, which was, oh, well, this is this is a uh, a, a lost narrative where you know you're really supposed to connect with Gabu. And by the way, was was that uh, was that a character that we had known from the Beast Tribe quests? I don't think uh, so. not to my knowledge. No, it was a new character. Yeah, okay. New all right. Character. It was an entirely yes. new character. Yes. All right. Because yeah, well, because he was he was placed down near where the Beast Tribe quest right. givers are, right. and I just wasn't sure if that was a character that mm-hmm. we had known because I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to those. But mm-hmm. um, my point being that uh, yeah, I, it felt like a lost story told out through the pulled punch of having it be through the Beastman tribes. But if I, if, I if like if, if if like what you're saying, and and yeah, maybe there's some validity to that. But the I actually just to humanize. Them. The yeah. purpose of it is to humanize. I, and and if that is the case, dude, I'm way more on board with that. Like yeah. I can, t- I I am a hundred percent on board with that because you're right. That gap does need to close. And if it, if that is in fact where the Garlean Empire sees the threat in Eorzea, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, that would be really because interesting. The first when when they when they fought, she. Oh, hang on, we got to great again. Kill all the Moogles. Kill all the Moogles. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, we got it. We had a donation. That's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, when uh, when the Garleans uh, encounter Shiva uh, over Azaslar, that's that's the first time that they've realized that that people can summon primals, and they're going to be like, "Oh shit!" And now there's people trying to summon Ralgar as well. They're like, "Holy shit!" These Aeorzeans, they're no different from the Beast Tribe. Do you think that? We, the, do you think that's they, why they we have? Escalate. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. That's all right. I'm just going to say, like, uh, the thing is, this uh, this new um, this new Legatus, he, we've got to have a reason to, to, you know, butt heads with him. There's got to be an escalation. And I think the escalation is going to be coming again from that closing gap and him deciding that actually Aeolzea needs to be exterminated. He's going to be oh a lot more like a nail. Hmm. Interesting. So you think, you think we're going to have at some point Xenos just basically say, they all got to go and declare war. Um, yeah, I think I think so. I think that's that's. Um, I don't think that's going to happen like right at the beginning. But that is going to be what gets uh, the grand companies, uh, you know, reinvested in the war against Galamold. Their hands going to be balls. Do you think we'll see more of that play out in four point or in five which we already know is pro- or we soft believe yeah, is going gonna- to be Garlemald. We're gonna we're gonna see it starting to play out in four point Interesting, interesting. So uh, we already know that uh, the the we had seen one scene in the two point uh, cutscenes of the current emperor uh, stepping up mm-hmm. to take the place that he's in. A, a lot of uh, a, a lot of folks have kind of uh, surmised that this is going to be the arc for 
are this new legatus that's incoming is that do you see the same thing uh or uh do, do you see this as uh you know uh, an independent action of his and then not uh, a quest for the throne because it does seem a bit like a quest for the throne Right. Well, he's um, what 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 Varys has been doing, and this is really interesting, is that he stepped up and he's been putting all of his friends and and family in the important positions. Right. We know that. Um, uh, oh shit! What's his name? The one we're fighting with the Warring Triad quest. Um, uh, oh. The Sixth Legion guy. Regular. Yeah, yeah. Regular. Regular, yeah, regular yeah. Van Hydras. Regular Van Hydras. He's a childhood friend. This new Legatus, uh, he's got the same last name. He's going to be like a brother or a cousin or something like that. So I, I, don't, I don't know. We've had, we've had the Civil War. We've had people, you know, trying for the throne, stuff like that. I think that that's going to take a backseat for a little while. I think we might see more of that, but I don't, I don't expect to see that during 4.0. I, I don't know. Something tells me, something tells me that one of the first acts that we're going to see out of Xenos. Uh, is going to mm-hmm. be him usurping the throne and finding a way to get rid of the current uh, emperor because he's not mm-hmm. doing enough to, uh, you know, to move the plans forward. And and the, the, the question I have for you is that when you do you think that the Garleans seeing the fact that Eorzeans can summon their own primals, it, do you think that that's that can account for their kind of cautious action that we've seen so far in the 3.0 storyline because uh, granted you know 2.0 is a was a was a very different uh you know d- very different arc but we saw a lot more yes. action out of the garleans in the 2.0 arc than we did in the entirety of the 3.0 arc it's been really just relegated to well. what's going on in the uh you know with the warring triad it's the only place that we've seen them at all yes and and yeah, that's true and otherwise they've been very very quiet so i mean do you think that they're kind of biding their time they they're trying to get everything they can out of as a slaw i mean you you, you mentioned 2.x that you know we saw more of garlemald and, and what they're about but the thing is like gaius during 2.x had no communication with the garland capital there was a, a war of secession going on he was entirely uh, just a wall he was doing his own thing right entirely um yeah, three three point X. It's it's all about the warring triad for them. It's all about uh, you know developing this neurolinking technology. Um, there's a lot of stuff in Azaslav that they can use, and uh, I don't think it's so much biding their time as uh, like amassing resources. And that's kind of I see this uh, 4.0 storyline kind of playing out with uh, Xenos not necessarily acting on his own, but maybe not acting as the emperor would deem him do so. And then and having that cause some friction, having that cause some friction. And that's maybe their justification for why we're eventually able to rescue Alamigo. It's like, well, they weren't against the full force of Garlemald. And then in Mm. 5.0 say, okay, now with Xenos out of the way, Garlemald is unified finally against us because in 2.0 there was the war of succession they kind of sat out mm-hmm. Hetman's ward 4.0 like i said i think xenos is going to act on his own and then in 5.0 we say you are now against the unified full might of garlemald prepare your anuses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think 4.0 is going to be about um, about sort of annexing those little those little client states, and I think it's going to go beyond Alamigo. I think I think we're going to be engaging a lot more with uh, with Domer as well in 4.0. The crater. It's not a crater. Oh, not it's been it's been several years. I mean, you know, Germany wasn't a crater in 1951, was it? I, I think it was actually. I think it's uh, still a crater today. <laughs> you know, Pretty sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. I, that's actually very interesting. Like, if maybe the 4.0 storyline is taking back uh, Alamigo, and then the 4.1 to 4.55 is taking the other sub outlying territories, that'd be very cool. But I don't know how they would do that without introducing new zones. They will introduce Ooh. new zones. Oh, Ethis. Well, you got me. I'm aroused mid, right mid now. Patch zones? I don't think that they're no, going to no, do no, that. No, okay. no, 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 no. I don't think it'll be mid-patch, oh, but okay. I, I'm, I can guarantee that the... That's, <laughs> I can guarantee that Gear of Bunyar isn't going to be the only new zone. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that. well, I think I think we can... We, we could guess that. Um, yeah. I, 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 to me, it's more of a question, are we going to push farther north and uh east at that point we're going to push farther east we're not going to push any farther north is it we can't push any farther north without stepping into uh into Ilzabad. right yeah and i, so I mean I well but we're i mean be crossing the sea and seeing a little bit more of Othar. see but there. I, it's much like much like in 3.5 we'll be going over mm-hmm. Balesar's wall i think that you mm-hmm. do, yeah i mean it, it, through the expansion cycle i think that we'll we'll end up pushing there but i think that that's naturally where we have to go after we've finished uncovering the entirety of the eorzean continent it's either that oh, or Maricidia. like there's not very many places to go from there are you saying we need to push we need to push north into Elzebub? yeah that well, seems what I'm suggesting is that 5.0 we're going to push in Ilzabad. Before then, we need to tighten our grip around Ilzabad because Ilzabad is like that whole thing is a fucking fortress, like like ten times right. more so than Alamigo is, um, and we're going to want to take out these little take back the, all these little sort of client states like these sort of easy pickings if you will uh around the the sort of um around the borders of of uh Ilzabad before we try tackling so, it directly so what you so think, think you think we're gonna push we east, so you think we're mm-hmm. gonna push east to doma and and have that start there unite maybe yep. maybe and bring sort of like a double fronted attack to yep. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, I can. I can. All right. I can. I can see that. Is there anything it. left of Doma? Because last we heard, it was raised no. to the ground. Oh yeah, it was. People it, was ab- it was absolutely smashed. But there's there's going to be there's going to there's still going to be people there. Um, there's going to be some attempts to retake it to rebuild it. Like like I say, it's like after every war, you know, you give give it a couple of years and things do start to sort of come back and rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, Super interesting. Yeah. So uh, we also saw like uh, the return of Alize. Uh, mm-hmm. That was not Red Mage confirmed. That was not terribly exciting. I don't think <laughs> I like. She her. did seem like Red Mage. I really was it not? I love Alize. Yeah, I, I liked so, her change yeah. of so personality. Excited. It was way better than how she was during the T13 or the uh, 
coil runs. No, she had that. Yeah. She did have that good character moment in that bad. The you know the face off with the uh, Warriors of Darkness. But the mm-hmm. whole the whole thing leading up to that, where she was brought in sick to House Four Toms, and you got to go mm-hmm. to fucking Zalfatol to get the thing to make her feel better. Not, you know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> that whole thing is so played out. Like, so that, are you saying you would wish you had a jump potion to skip that? Oh my. <laughs> Oh. Let's not go there. No, oh, I'm saying it should have been r- written differently and not so <laughs> shittily. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so no, I'm, I but I, I mean the way that 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 I mean I feel like we've done that three or four different times. Here's an ancillary character that's in some kind of distress. Go here to this new place, this new dungeon, whatever, and go to the end and bring back the cure. No, no, you didn't. You didn't get a cure for her. No, we didn't get. She, was, she, she, she just healed while you were away. She oh, said, that's what she it said, was. They're no. getting ready to summon. Fuck. Just, so it was la- even lazier. Well, no, she was like, they're getting ready to summon Garuda. Go fix it. That's mm. what I'm here to tell you. Okay. By the way, I don't yeah. feel too good. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Pretty it was much. even worse yeah. than I remember. Good. Using <laughs> for five point zero Emerald Dream confirmed. Uh, also, uh, yeah. So Alice returns. We get to see her sweet new Aether Sword. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, overall, her, her personality changed where she's kind of now ready to not, I want to say join the group because she still pretty much hates groups, I guess. She doesn't like hanging out with parties. Mm-hmm. But well, the group doesn't exist anymore. That's true. That's true. Now it's just a loose bunch of people with similar ideas, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That seems like a step back to anyone else. Okay, well, this is very, uh, very alpha no thinking. Like, first he's like, all right, just band together, get everyone to end of army we're gonna make an army it's gonna be great backfires well, okay well that didn't work so you know what no more <laughs> groups at all let's just go all our separate ways that'll work out perfectly it's gonna blow up in his face again because he's a fucking moron oh and i, I <laughs> would love if once again alfino gets gets shit on at the end of this story arc are you kidding me i hope a whole bunch of people die because they're off doing their own shit no it's not gonna, it's happen. Not gonna happen i not said happen. i hope I don't predict this. This is not a Juxtradamus <laughs> prediction. Okay. You just want blood. Yes, I want people to die. And especially, especially Rogan. Well, the, but I just... Uh, d- don't you want compelling stuff? Like, don't you want like there is so many times, so many times. Uh, how many? How many times does a character ever come in and it's like they're injured or they're near death? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it never means anything. You know what I mean? Like uh, they, co- they couldn't even they couldn't even kill a Stinian. Astinian. Arguably, arguably that I, I agree. that character arc ends, and if you do it well, you do it justice. Fucking Amrick kills him. He's that dead is my heart. that's <laughs> the poet. No, that's the poetic way that that narrative ends. And I'm I'm gonna guess that that's probably the way that they intended it. At or first. or maybe that was just so blatantly obvious that that's what's gonna happen. They had to take a left turn. That's not a left turn. No. Just that's not make, a left turn. <laughs> make it I so mean, if, if you alive. notice, all the people who do seem to be permanently dead went out in like a blaze of glory of yeah. some heroic whatever. It was never like oh they're on the edge of death. They always recover. No, it, th- there's never anyone who who dies when they're that close. They're like you think they're gonna hold on and then they yeah. don't, and then it's tragically sad. That never happens for whatever. Exactly. Like. Although I do like that if it's setting us up for the expectation of eventually. Oh, they just died on the table. That sucks. I 
<laughs> okay, I may have undersold it. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. great job. I, I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm just but gonna qu- I'm gonna question the arc of that uh, overall. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go back to our phone lines real quick and welcome in Prince Clary. What's going on, Prince? How's it going, man? What's going on? Everybody all right today? Uh, we're doing well. Now, uh, we had talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show where uh, listeners or do- donors, rather, uh, if you've given a, at least a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash limit break radio, you can check out our brand new show. The first recording of our new show. Uh, we posted that last night for patron exclusive listeners to hear. And uh, you will know uh, if you've listened to it, you'll know Prince Clary as uh, one of the crew that joined us for that new show that is uh, set to debut in February. We're going to be able to talk about it a little bit more after the beginning of the year. So Prince Clary, man, uh, thanks for uh, joining us and hanging out. Uh, unfortunately, we can't get you in studio, but we know how much of a lore fan you are and uh, wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on 3.4. Uh, well, the first thing about, about 3.4 is that um, the essence touched on, and I want to kind of take it a little further, is not so much that uh, Aeorzeans can summon primals now, but in a way, Aeorzeans are becoming primals. So we have Ezeel, who essentially was a personification of Shiva, a host mm-hmm. for Shiva, if you will, God saying for Titans. So if you have these, uh, these tribe members who are uh, becoming primals themselves and align themselves Ions, then that poses beyond just the normal threat for Gollumog. That poses an uh, even larger threat because, as we know, you have the nuclear option in the Warrior of Light. Plus, you have all of these uh, primal, in which I think there's another one down in, I believe it's called Kavlathan, which is like the only. Uh, I think we'll go to in 4.0. So. Uh, no, nah, we'll go there. I think. Um, I. It sounds like it sounds like your your phone is having a couple of dropout problems there, uh, Prince. But uh, you know, I the. The uh, the the way that uh, the the Garleans are pushing into uh, you know further deep in, into Eorzea and very you know a lot of fascination being drawn on Oz's Law. There's a lot of pre preoccupation with pre- with Oz's Law going on, and uh, again you know the efforts of the Garlean Empire were not necessarily so focused on one area as they have been as in Aziz Law. And, you know, during the Sophia cutscenes, you do actually get a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, of a, a hint as to why that might be. Uh, a ukulele tells you that the that the uh, the uh, construct the the early like the beta version of the machinations that ha- <clears throat> excuse me two the throats going out going out on there uh, that the machinations that held Bahamut in place as the moon of Dalman that that beta that exe- essentially exists with the warring triad but in a uh, much simpler state right and so uh you know you've you've already uh uh bested the fiend who is uh, you know bound by the same sorts of things uh the goddess mm-hmm. now and and we're going on to the last one and they and and he straight up says that you know 
doing this avoids the you know a potential three calamities that could come out of this and so you know you have to wonder what is the fascination that the garleans have is it specifically in binding the icons is it being able to siphon their power what is it that has preoccupied the fascination of the garlean empire in oz's because it's got to be something big well i think it's it's just that they are afraid of a calamity at the end of the day the garlean empire is the most massive force on the planet they are the kings of the world as far as they know like they are what you would probably refer to as like the elegant equivalent of the modern day the last thing i yes. think they want is a calamity which would then threaten that power well i mean yeah, there's that but with, with another thing is and, and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong because i don't have my lord book in front of me but we know they discovered magitech right and Cerulean mm-hmm. pretty much powers magitech what if cerulean mm-hmm. is a byproduct of icons or of uh, uh, primals, and so this is beyond just a calamity. This is also something that maybe they could be using as a source of their domination. Yeah, and and having that use used as a fuel source for uh, you know their magitech, I think that that's that's kind of a big deal, and also puts an added uh, level of interest or uh, of. Uh, Incentive for the Garlean Empire to know more about icons in the, exactly the way that they function. Um, so, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting points there. And, uh, you know, I, I really wish that I had gotten through the entirety of the lore book because I, I, I'm I'm almost positive that, uh, you know, a couple of these subjects are are filled in by a lot more context uh, with that lore book. But unfortunately, I just have not had the time to be able to uh, make my way through it. But, um, yeah, I it just it's 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 interesting the way that uh that we're going to be uh you know forced against the uh the 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 garlean empire and the way that they're going to end up playing their hand in this uh warring triad situation uh pretty still at this point even at 3.4 still kind of uh up in the air for which way that could end up going because we don't really know the motivations in the end of ukulele (laughs) <laughs> and that's, uh, and that's, we do and we don't that's very true well that's uh, very true that's very uh, true it sounds sounds like uh ethos wants to uh challenge that uh that thought a little bit uh ethos what what do you know about ukulele's motivations that maybe i don't Okay, well, we know that ukulele's master. Well, fuck, now you got me saying it. Ukulele's <laughs> master, um, whoever he is. Uh, Una Kalhai told us that he came from a world not unlike our own, that, you know, had problems with primals and blah, 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 escalated to the point where, you know, it was basically, uh, you know, just destroyed their world or whatever. Now, this just happens to come at the same time as we learn about, you know, the 13 shards and we learn about what the void actually is, is being one of those shards that was completely overcome by darkness uh, due to, uh, you know, the, the, the primal problem and the, the abuse of uh, Aura sites and and so on so it, i think i think it's like as good as certain that unu Kalhai's angle is uh his master came from the world that is now the void and he is uh tasked with basically preventing that from happening to to any other world so what would be the motivation to prevent that though i mean because i sort of feel like i i sort of feel like 
he might be trying to further a plan to make not necessarily the ardor, but it, some kind mm-hmm. of calamity happen here. Because we don't really mm-hmm. know what will happen when all three of the warring triad are defeated. Like it mm-hmm. could, it could, like we think or we're told, it could end up solving a problem, or it could mm-hmm. end up making a far larger one. All magic disappears. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know this. Come on. Well, we know about that. <laughs> this, let's not go that far. Half, the f- half the game, half the jobs in the game become unpl- unplayable for a patch. That'd be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I, I mean, like, it, there, it, we don't know what is going to ultimately happen at the end of this. And we've seen before that sometimes Garlemald has a point. Like, the, we may not understand what they're doing, but that their efforts are going towards trying to do what they think is best in the situation. Well, they're trying to do, they're trying to do here exactly what uh, Bailsar was trying to do with the ultimate weapon. They're saying, Hey, look, we can actually prevent the cycle of summoning. We can stop, you know, we, we defeat Titan. We'll guess what his followers just summon him again. Now the, what we can do there is we can kill all of the kobolds, which is, you know, quite difficult, a bit of a fucking pain, or we can just, you know, trap Titan in a giant fucking Pokeball. We can use him as an energy source and prevent him from ever being summoned again. That's what they want. It's it's very simple. Right, but I mean, in this case, doesn't that almost put us on the same side? Like, these three icons, who's left to summon these three? They're people yeah, exactly. who originally summoned them have been dead for many an era now. Right. Well... Well, we know with, um, I think it was with uh, Sophia anyway, um, or it might have been with Sephiroth. Any, in, in any case, we know that they did have some of the followers in stasis. Yep. But yeah. Unicala, that Hala was just, like, switched off and he killed them. Yeah, because he didn't want us to have to dirty our hands with it. He's got us like on some pedestal or some, yeah. some great well, being exactly who would do thing. no wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So he, he he switched them off so that they can't be summoned again. So that same thing sort of happens, right? Um, and we saw the same thing happen in Dalamud. When we deactivated Dalamud, it killed all of the Mericidian dragons that were in there, that were uh, being being kept alive to uh, to retain uh, Bahamut, and that right. was that was sort of the big tragedy of Mercidia. But the the Garleans aren't about stopping these three from being resummoned. They're about using the technology of these three to stop any primals from from being resummoned, and and they, subsequently they harness their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and I I kind of see like what they need to do here is they have to paint the Garleans as villains. So in like in 2.0, we always kind of said like, well, they have a point. It's just, we disagree with their methods. Right. And what I'm, but, what, and what I'm saying is, is like the, the, the a very basic read of the narrative says mm-hmm. that, you know, we're squaring off against the Garleans because we want two separate things. And what I'm, what my thought is, is that we may be getting played to get, to take care of the difficult problem, which is defeating these huge primals so that the Garleans mm-hmm. can come in and 
like you had suggested, Ethis, take the technology so that they can use it for their own ends. Mm-hmm. So what what my point my point was that what we're doing in the warring triad may end up having a net negative effect and end up having a net benefit for the Garleans. That's Probably. all I'm right, saying. Right, yeah. you're saying we get rid of the icons, but they get the tech and use it against the other primals. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think, I think that's I think that's quite possible. I don't think that's Inu Kalhai's play. The reason the reason the Warring Triad are waking up is because of Thordin, because Thordin plunged his sword Ascalon uh, into the Triad control center and started drawing on their power and basically it fucked with their mechanisms and they're waking up because of that. That's that's why we're fighting them. It's not it's not because Una Kalhai wants us to get them out of the way so that the Garleans can move in. I don't think I don't think Una Kalhai is aligned with the Garleans. I think it's quite possible that Una Kalhai is aligned with Elidibus and Elidibus is all about uh, you know basically making sure that um that what's happening on the on the other shards isn't so fucking intense and brutal that it's going to cause something like uh like the void and prevent them from uh you know uh reabsorbing that shard and creating another order he's about sort of maintaining that balance right so i think it's it's very a little bit says as much to the griffin that a a world like the void serves my master no purpose right i need i need balance exactly um, so it's it's very possible that Una Kalhai is uh, is aligned with Elidibus, but I do not think at all that he's aligned with the Garlands. Man, I just I, I'm going to be very disappointed if it ends up being uh, aligned with, with if ukulele is aligned with Elidibus. He's with everybody. Well, but no, but the reason the reason <laughs> being is that just the character design on ukulele would make that so obvious. Like just from a glance, you'd be like, oh yeah, sure. it makes yeah, he's totally in. With he's got a robe. He's got a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, sure. let's let's kind of jump back because we we did jump to uh, the Warring Triad and Sophia really quick before uh, we wrapped up the MSQ and everything that was going on with Yuri Anje, his deception of. The, sure. Uh, you know his deception of us as well as uh being in league with the warriors of darkness uh mm-hmm. so it, you know and and this all plays to i think uh, that scene that we saw towards I think it was the end of 2.55 it may have been the very final scene of 2.55 where we or no maybe it was I'm thinking of a different one but the one where we see Elidibus and Yuri Anje conspiring in the great Google library was there a third person mm-hmm. there Ethis, do you remember? Uh, yeah, the Warrior Ali, of Darkness. Ali the Zay Warrior. Was there. Uh, uh, yeah, and Alize Al- was uh, was watching. Yeah, yes, Al- yes, Alize was peeping. Yeah. But okay, so the Warrior yeah. of Darkness was there. Now, yeah, it, it, it is is my read of that scene correct? In that, uh, Elidibus was sort of acting as a. Uh, a, a bit of a, a broker of introductions between the Warrior of Light and Yurianje, so that the Warrior of Light would end up, therefore, trusting Yurianje a little bit more. Like, oh, this dude, the Warrior of Darkness. Warrior of Darkness. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, the Warrior of Darkness. No, not so much. It was. It was the purpose of that scene was to demonstrate that Elidibus uh, believed that Yurianje, unlike the other Scions, which is something that you know a lot of us suspect already. Uh, is is a creature's moved by reason alone and is like well if i only show him the truth that'll be sufficient to get him on my side um and the warrior the warrior of darkness was there to sort of uh, as as like a demonstration hmm. okay Interesting. and i think in that this oh man 
because um, yeah, yeah clary man your uh your phone is cutting in and out i'm not sure what the uh the issue is there but we've uh, had some problems with uh the phones today sorry man unfortunately we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to let you go it was uh, of course always good to hear from you but uh unfortunately with the uh the phone dropouts like that it's just really difficult to uh to 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 keep you on and part of the conversation and still be able to contribute and respond to the conversation so get in studio man yeah right yeah if you if you callow's never here there's a chair open <laughs> that's right there's a free mic man you could have been here you could have been here now i'm just i'm just playing with you uh but uh yeah i i i i, I, I go on uh explaining the uh the, the alitibus connection because I, I i i i we got a little bit distracted with uh with clary's interjection um because i i feel like that scene um you know if it it it, it raises a specific question then that mm-hmm. why didn't like how how exactly did Yuri Anje end up becoming in league with the Warrior of Darkness, if not through that okay. scene? So I'm not, I'm just okay. not sure how that relationship yes, that's, ended that's, up. That's that's precisely it. So uh, a little bit is showing him the uh, the Gerun Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and he's saying, "All right, look, so." This is the source. There's 13 shards. Each of these shards have their own, you know, combat between light and darkness. And the warrior of darkness here, he's actually from one of these shards uh, where he's one. And there's basically no darkness left. Everything's light. It's going to turn out like the voids. I've brought him here to prevent that from happening. And what he needs to do here is cause a calamity so that his shard is reabsorbed into the source. And that rather than becoming this horrible purgatory, everyone there is allowed to die and be at peace. And his idea is that, all right, if I if I get Rian Jay here, if I show him the worry of darkness, if I show him the truth, then he's going to be convinced over to my side because he's a he's a creature of, of reason or, or whatever. And uh, and Rian Jay plays along. He plays along until he understands, you know, what the plan is and what they're trying to do. Um, And then he continues playing along because he realizes that he can actually uh, not not only undermine their plan, but he can actually... um, bring a, a an even better resolution for the warriors. Right. Urianje realizes the crystals of of the mother uh could be yeah, used he to can actually the save them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's that's what Urianje's whole play is about all the way through heaven's what is is learning as much as he can about the this this sort of uh new cosmology that that, that is being discovered by us. And then he's like, "All right, well, hang on, hang on." We can actually prevent that flood of darkness from happening. If I can machinate a confrontation between the warrior of light and the warriors of darkness, and I can bring them all in front of Heidelin, we can we can resolve this in a way that uh, the Minfilia is used as a uh, as a sort of uh, emissary to go to that shard and take some of that light onto her and prevent that from from even happening in the first place. So the problem is that the Elidibus's play, because obviously he's, you know, he's trying to bring about the resurrection of Zodiac. His play is about convincing the warrior of darkness that Hyland is going to allow that flood of light. And she's not. And Uriah J is about, okay, I need to demonstrate to the warrior of darkness that she's not going to let that happen. 
And the only way to do that is by playing along to the point where we've got everyone together and we can bring them before uh, before Minfilia and before Pindalith. Which is why it's his suggestion then that uh, he try to get the Warrior of Darkness to kill the Warrior of Light. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about this new sort of uh, celestial lore that uh, we were given. And and mm. and just uh, uh, before we get real deep into that, Ethis, what was your opinion on that being the resolution of the conflict between the warrior of light and the warriors of darkness? Do you think that, you know, bringing them before the, you know, crystal Minfilia to 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 bro hug out all of our problems was really the the best way to resolve this storyline uh, or uh you know it would would there have been uh, some more interesting way to uh to to deliver sort of the same narrative idea but uh with a better punch mm, i i think i think resolving it with that kind of catharsis was was really nice because what's what's happening there is that um, the warriors of, of darkness, they're, they're basically returning their world. They know that their world's been saved, but they're dead. They've already given up their bodies. They're effectively dead. We know we haven't seen the last of them. Yoshida said that basically, but I don't know how we're going to see him again. But um, it does end with them being allowed to die and allowed to be at peace. And I thought that was really um, poignant. I, I, I thought that was really nice. I, and and I, I do think that it was poignant, but I also do feel like the entire arc was a little bit rushed and a little bit fast yes. you know we didn't yes. we didn't get much of a build up towards this we didn't really get a, a a real chance to connect with the characters and then so when they died i don't think that it meant as much to me for as long as mm. we knew nothing about them yeah. suddenly we knew everything about them right yeah they well, went we had- from being a complete enigma to being you know like now we know absolutely every detail about them and it's right. wrapped up but so that's the thing yeah. we, we we only got a couple of scenes with them before 3.4 but again we had so much time to sort of think about them and speculate and uh and try and sort of dissect them in between patches that i feel like um well personally i feel like i i felt a lot more attached to those characters than was sort of warranted for their for their screen time now um, what, again i i, I what, go ahead uh, well what i was going to say is see what would have connected me to those characters is if they had said or or if Yoshi had said that they were maybe not directly, but in a sort of indirect or allegory way, supposed to represent the party that we see in the opening cutscenes for nearly every Final Fantasy 14. You know, everyone calls them Derpland or, you know, whatever uh, that that party is. But that composition was represented in yeah. in that party there as well. Yeah. And and I mean, I think in a in a in a totally indirect way, in a way that, you know, Yoshi P said, no, they're not supposed to be those characters because you will see those characters later on. Yes. That was a little bit of the thing that disappointed me. If he had said mm-hmm. if he had said that even if they were in you know even if they're the alternate universe version of yeah them. even yeah. even in an indirect way but yes that they were supposed to stand in as representatives and, and represent so, them or something right exactly and and so that it would have felt like that narrative punch that was being delivered was more of a send-off to 1.0 players or a send-off mm. to the idea that you know you had invested and ventured and tried to save 
all of your friends. But in the end, you you won. You saved them. You know, you you won against that threat. But ultimately, everything was still taken from you. That is a huge. I think that that is a huge narrative and emotional punch that would have been better served for players that have been sticking around since 1.0 because it did feel like at the time, dude, I've been paying my sub. I've been logging on. I've been playing this. I do love this game, even in the 1.0 shape that it's in. And yet still, there's nothing that I can do to stop this whole thing from being destroyed, wiped clean and started over. And and how scary that was at the time, how unsure that was, how unsure of a proposition that was. I think that would have been a great narrative punch to deliver right there. And I feel like it was a bit of a lost opportunity. But that's just so. so you see the warrior of darkness and and his sort of emotional stay in 3.4 as an allegory for players at the end of 1.0 right absolutely yes and that and that sort of uh, that that moment of catharsis with Heidelin is in some way sort of Yoshida stepping in yes yeah and that's what that was my read of it the very first time mm-hmm. that I had went through it mm-hmm. and then of course we had all of these interviews at FanFest and afterwards where he definitively said, no, 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 that's not yeah, what that's supposed to be. I always assumed that the Warriors of Darkness were supposed to be the 1.0 people. Yeah, like, that's... Not, so, well, not, they, not yeah. so much like the people that have been in like the, the most recent trailers for the expansions and stuff, but like just the 1.0 guys. Yeah. That was always they, my assumption. They, they're supp- again, they're, they're, supposed to, they're supposed to mirror them. You're supposed to get some repartee. They are a, you know alternate universe version of them, but they're not the same. And I don't think they need to be the same in order to, to have that connection. I think it just needs to, I don't know. They I may mean, not I be the 1.0 did, characters, think, but they are warriors of light. They are Heidelin's chosen exactly. of another realm. Exactly. What I really I liked about this... About was uh, at the during this whole run through Heaven's Word at the very beginning, especially like from two point five five up till the three point one era. Yeah, there's that whole thing of uh, Heidelin's gift is is taken from you. Yeah, and you feel like they play with the theme of has Heidelin abandoned her children to the darkness? Sure, they really play on that theme, and then you meet these characters who feel that to the nth degree where when they finally did do everything that Highland asked them, they were met with like death destruction for it, which felt, and what which is trying ex- to do what they're trying to do again. The really important thing is the reason, the reason they're here, the, the reason why they're still fighting isn't so they can save their world. It's so that they can be allowed to die and everyone in their world can be allowed to die. That's how desperate they've become, is that they've been convinced by Elidibus that that is the better option, that everyone be allowed to die. They don't think their world can be saved. They're not there to try and save it. They, they think that that's completely out of the question. Hmm. That's not even an option for them. See, I was more confused by the, the uh, concept of multiple worlds in the first place, because I mm-hmm. feel like it was thrown in kind of like secondhand like oh you just kind of like i don't know the way they're like oh well we're from this realm and you're of the source and like we're just supposed to understand what that means yeah was well, there like it was there I'm was actually just very like, i can assume time. i can assume kind of what it means but the fact is that like they just threw all this in and i'm like okay so what happened to the other realms like what like you you don't really get the full well we know what rap. happened to some of the other realms. i can tell you what happened to some of the other realms yeah we, we we were told that okay so what's happening with our calamities right is that we're causing uh enough of a sort of ethereal drain or, or however you want to put it on Heidelin, the Heidelin is forced to take one of those shards and crush it up into little pieces and snort it up to get her ether back, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Dang. Jeez. That's what's, that's what's happening. So 
the thing uh, is, why do these seven, other worlds exist? Is what I mean. Like, we're the source, so did they have oh, to take it, power from us okay. to create these other worlds? That's what I'm really not. Con- so these 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 other worlds were created when um, when Heidelin had to excise Zodiac. Right there, it is. Yeah, and, yeah. and shattered. It split the world right. twixt yeah. ten and three. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. And 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 Zodiac is 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 sealed. The shards are shattered. The reason why the calamities need to happen, as far as the Asians are concerned, is that they need to make Heidelin whole again before they can restore Zodiac. Okay. Okay. So they need they need to force her again to snort up all these all these different shards. I don't know why I'm choosing that allegory. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Heidelin's um, a coke that's dealer. A, that's already happened. Yeah. Highlands a coke deal. That's already happened to seven worlds. Seven worlds have been completely annihilated. One of them has been completely overtaken by darkness um, to the point where there's no ether left in it. That's the void. And it cannot be. Yeah, that's the void. And it cannot be reabsorbed. And that's going to be a huge problem for the Asians because they're going to have to find a way to, to you know, absorb that. And we're going to have to deal with that at some point. We're going to have to deal with them uh, trying to find a way to, you know, reinvigorate the void or, or find some other method to absorb the void. And um, and where the warriors of darkness are coming from, they were at a risk of that happening as well, of of their world becoming a void and just being completely devoid of ether. And um, okay. yeah, so so there's only there's only a couple of these worlds left. How many? Yeah, how many were there to start with? Do we know this? thirteen originally? 13. Now there's there six. There were thir- there's there's six. One of them is the void, and one of them is this uh, this world that's very close to the flood of light, which we call the fir- the first. And we're so the source, that, right? There's another four. We're the source. So there's okay. another there's another four that we don't know about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about because uh, we're we're getting a little bit low on time here. Let's talk about uh, the Griffin and our march uh, forward towards Alamigo. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot happening with the Griffin and uh, especially with Poplimo and Yida and mm-hmm. uh, a, a big focus on the Tupsamati. What? Oh yeah. What, why does he want at, it? Yeah. At this, what why, the fuck does it do? <laughs> why? Why would Poplimo? go to such great lengths because it seems like he had set up a couple of different dominoes to fall to yeah, be able to yeah. come into possession of the tube samadhi yeah that's uh that's an interesting one a lot of people like looking at papa limo kind of sus like mm, what's your fucking those guy? fucking lalafell where's the potato people fucking so so to remind you guys the tube samadhi uh is is an ethereal battery in the same way that like a dragon's eye is it, right. it performs the same kind of function it stores a massive amount of ether which can be used for various things uh you know creating a blade of light uh summoning a primal uh, using an ethereal ram to break through the barrier of Azusla. I don't know. Maybe we'll use that on Bailsar's wall. That's that's uh-huh. what I think is the most likely that that uh, that Papa Limo is going to be about. He's like Tupsamadi. We can we can use this. We can use this to make a crack but in. I, uh, I just- in why does Gullimals he need armor. to have it? If you're on, if he's on the same team as the warrior, okay, of he need, that's, why that's, can't that's, he just? bothers me that wasn't it Minfilia who gives it to you? Yeah. Minfilia yes. trusts yes. and and Heidelin trusts the warrior of light to yes. guard this weapon, yes. and then all of a sudden, Papalim was like, "Hey, can I have it?" And you're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure." Because it's a because it's a narrative problem because it's a deus ex machina yeah and if we have it one of those in our back pocket at any point in the story that we're struggling and we don't use it is is bullshit 
basically. If we have mm. to fight a primal and we're in trouble, we don't use a Tupsamati when we've got it, that's that's fucking bullshit. We should yeah. be using it, right? Yeah, the next time we see an Asian, so we should blow them away with it. it. Exactly, exactly. We should blow them away with it. So we can't have it. Like, yeah. we, like as, as a narrative device, we cannot have that kind of power. That actually, to, that makes sense. Having it be yeah. removed with somebody else that, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But I feel like he should have provided some kind of explanation rather I than agree. me just handing it. Like, it made Papalimo seem very shady and yeah. it made me feel like, yeah. well, Heidel interested yeah. me and I'm just going to hand over this weapon. And I think that, that was makes me feel like well. a big idiot, like throwing Nidhogg's eyes into the gorge. I don't know. I feel like the Warrior oh Blade God. is a big yes. idiot. I mean, Philia should have yeah. uh, probably turned to Papalimo and say, you were Louis Soie's disciple. Take this. Speaking of, let's talk about Olidibus giving Nidhogg's eyes to the Griffin, uh, because mm-hmm. that happens as well. We now know that uh, the Griffin is in possession of uh, the uh, eyes of Nidhogg. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, wh- wh- what application do these have other than creating? you know another nidhog at this point or becoming an ethereal battery like destroy the empire well, that's, that's inside Alamigo. that's exactly the same thing is that they're they're another ethereal battery we've we've got an ethereal battery he's got an ethereal battery we've everyone's got, got an ethereal battery so basically yeah. we've all got nukes and, right well yeah. because at the yeah. end of uh 3.3 uh nidhog's spirit is laid to rest there's like no chance that these eyes will possess no, him as yeah. they did Astinian, right yeah, the, his Correct. his okay. uh, his essence is shattered. There's nothing of his soul left in those eyes. As far as I'm concerned, they can they can only be used as a battery. Now, what he's going to use that battery for, you know, who knows? I, I obviously a little bit his game is that he's hoping he's going to try and summon Ralgar or something. Um, but again, they they can they can be used for, for pretty much anything. Oh, I could see him actually maybe that like in lieu of crystals using the eyes to make a super primal. Yeah, and he that. totally can do that. Yeah, he can totally do that. Yeah, he can do whatever the gods to take back Alamigo, yeah. the gods that yeah. they worshipped. Right. Yeah, oh, but I think, cool. I think the most likely thing that Papalimo is about is uh, I, I think we're going to see him using it uh, again in the in the same way that we created like an ethereal ram to pierce through um, uh, to pierce through that as a slaw. I think he's going to be about using that somehow to get us uh, through the Cashman into into Belsar's wall. Yeah, that that I I think that would be cool. Um, I also think like having him removed from the story, like you were talking about, Ethis, having him removed and having to come in at the last moment and save the yeah, day with one. yeah, that's I think I think that's probably a smart move right there. Uh, we've also got Nero. We've got a lot of setup that happens in uh, this three point four patch. Hopefully for yeah. a lot of payoff that happens in three point five. Yeah, but we've also got Nero who uh, is discovering something out in uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, Cartno. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, the, Cartno flats. Can you confirm it's what a, Nero it, found? It's Omega. It, yeah, it's okay. Omega. Yeah. There's nothing else it can be. That's exactly where well, Omega we, is. We know that's where Omega is. Yeah. We we know uh, from uh, from what little lore we get out of PvP that the reason that that is a contested area uh, among trying to find uh, places to house refugees, but among one of the other reasons that it is contested is because Omega does lay beneath the surface. So uh, well, that's what Teleji wanted. That's why Teleji wanted it, and that's why I was always suspecting that. Um, uh, that uh, uh, shit. What's his name? Ilbert. That Ilbert might get his hands on Omega, and he still might. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, Il- Ilbert was sort of uh, Teleji's minion for a long time, and he would have learned about Omega, and he'd want to go and, you know, 
uh, resurrect Omega and use it to to take back El Amigo. We're going to have to fucking deal with him that way. I'm a little disappointed that, that Nero is stepping in because Nero Nero had a lot of growth during the Crystal Tower series, right? Yeah. And obviously, obviously, because that's not part. And this this is another problem, you know, like like I'm saying with the Warring Tribe being uh, a side quest is that you know characters that grow during the Warring Tribe quest, it's sort of it's sort of irrelevant. That won't really tie into the main scenario quest in a major way. And we're seeing the same thing here in that Nero has reverted back to what he was at the end of a Realm Reborn, right. in that he's about this like pissing contest with Sid and and sort of you know proving himself there and he's going to have to go through all of this all this growth again uh, you know one time over with with Omega so I don't know what's going to happen there like I said I, I really hope that it does get into Ilbert's hands because I think that would be far more interesting than uh, than Nero fucking around with it and I want Nero to be another sort of unwitting and uh, and unlikely ally but uh, for the moment. Nero's uh, Nero's fixing up Omega. It uh, looks to be that way. So uh, mm-hmm. we've got one more important part of 3.4 to discuss before we wrap up the show, <laughs> and that okay. is Alexander. Uh, Alexander right. might be the biggest disappointment for me of the entire 3.0 expansion. Uh, I... Was, you didn't get the payoff in 3.4? You didn't feel the payoff? Only with the, the horn of Travanchet. That's it. That's the only thing. I was like, oh, that's a nice well, that nod. That was shoehorned. That, that was, was shoehorned. It was. It was so shoehorned. It was like, we need to have a place to put, you know, to, to lay this thread to rest. Okay, let's just put it here. And it can we, was. Can we go, can we go back and, and, and explain why they dropped that thread in the first place? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I so, mean, if you so, can, if you can shed some light on that. Yeah. Sure. So in 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 one point oh, we had uh, uh, we had uh, Stalman now Rostan Stahl, uh, who was going after the key to uh, to Seal Rock, mm-hmm. thinking that it was uh, it was chaining these these uh, serpents, Thalios and Pericos, these legendary serpents that had the power to sort of flood the world, and that there was going to be some sort of threads, uh, you know about that we were going to have to prevent like a like another realm wide flooding or something like that and they were going to they were going to go down that storyline the reason they dropped that was because you know basically while that was being developed we got those terrible terrible uh, tsunamis in the pacific oh and and the dev team decided that they, they just couldn't they just couldn't they had to they had to like oh. you know let that go and focus on other things um, that's also suspected to be a reason why uh, we didn't see Titan when we were expecting to see him in 1.0 was because uh, of all the earthquakes and things associated with that. They were yes, just kind of trying to tiptoe around that. Right. Yeah. So we had this we had this loose end that we need to tie in somewhere. And uh, the Horn of Travanchet, I mean, it does work in a similar way to, you know, Toops Mario Dragon's Eye. It's another, it's another, it's another ethereal, ethereal battery. battery. Yep. Yep. And they, another ethereal and, battery. And it's one that's being used to power Alexander's core. Yep. And that's literally the only application that they gave to it is that here mm-hmm. it was a thing that, you know. And it can, the thing was that it can draw in Aether from long distances, which is why yes. uh, when they tried yep. to cut off the Aether supply to Alexander, they weren't able to. So yeah, it's not going to work. So what they tried to do uh, with this is deliver a time travel story that doesn't end up ever impacting the player that doesn't ever end up involving or impacting the player or asking the player really to get involved with the act of time travel. If you think about if you think back to uh, Wings of the mm-hmm. Goddess, 
you know yeah. you, that that had a much more active time uh but you know time element to it you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the way I see Alexander is, is an introduction to this theme and it's a precedent for something like The Wings of the Goddess. I got really, really excited about time travel, uh, this patch. And uh, particularly, you know, now now that the precedent is set, we know that we've got all these historical warriors of light, right, who appeared, you know, on the eve of each calamity to sort of soften the blow and, you know, save people's lives and stuff like that. And here I am thinking to myself, you know what, maybe after 5.0, maybe we're, when we're done with the Galilean threat, uh, maybe it turns out that there's only one warrior of light. And that yeah. we've been bouncing around to different times and saving we them. We get to go to the Maricidian time. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that was what got me so fucking hyped with Alexander here. It's like, all right, sweet. We've got a perfectly logically sound precedent. They they made it something, uh, you know, something subtle, something that's not too heavy handed just to kind of, you know, introduce the concept between this and between where Hildebrand's going at the moment. But they're getting the, the concept of, of time magic being like a canonical thing in Aeorzeal. Uh, I... Uh... I thought like Alexander set up lots of really cool moments, but I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. the payoff was there for me. My favorite moment remains uh, the A12 fight. You, the DPS all split off, go take down the ad, and you realize that it was you who saved yourself in the past. Look, I think I think the theme, yeah, that was fucking awesome. I think I think the theme, the theme of three point four in terms of payoffs is 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 not about the things that we got directly or the things that we're going to get immediately. It's about the the precedents that are set. There are these other worlds, there are these other times. There's there's like it's just opened up our horizons fucking massively, and it's getting me like looking at six and seven and being like, holy shit! There's all these you know mechanisms in the world which we're Gonna, we're going to see come up. We're going to mm. see, uh, you know, and 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 we're going to look back at three point four. We're going to be like three point four is the moment where where all this stuff became possible and became legit. That's interesting because we've known the confrontation with the Garleans was coming for a right. long time. We've known that's going to be the end game, and I, I guess it mm-hmm. is good to kind of set up a well. There's got to be something after. But that's only, yeah. tr- but that's only true if the payoff ends up coming. You know, if the payoff never comes, if you're told about something that you never actually end up getting to experience or having any kind of impact on your character or on the narrative, mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. pointless. And and look, I understand that they're trying to set this game up for the longest development cycle that it has. But at the same mm-hmm. time, that's like setting up a TV show for as many seasons as possible. All you're going to ever end up getting is set up, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up with very little payoff. And by the time the the payoff should be coming around oh it's canceled there's no more money there's no more game there's no more tv show it's done and and that that's an intrinsic problem to a long drawn out narrative where you don't know what the, the end is well but- i find i find every patch we're getting we're getting payoffs and we're getting setups for future payoffs like we're getting we're getting both but what but my point is is that if we're setting up things that are supposed to happen in 6.0 what happens mm-hmm. if we never get to 6.0 that's my point is that there's the setup there that never gets the payoff and then that almost becomes a waste as much of a wasted sure. opportunity as 
having a tight you know narrative sure, knowing sure. where those payoffs are going to end up happening but, but the writers know where those payoffs are going to be but they're not they i mean you can't you can't approach uh writing a narrative as cynically as like oh well it's probably going to be fucking canned by the time we get around to this payoff they're just they're just committing to well, it and the other thing is if, if you don't do it the way you're doing it now you get dragon ball z where you beat the big yeah. bad guy and now oh my yeah. god all of a sudden there's this next big bad guy like if you don't yeah, have a little exactly. bit of like planning out from beforehand it's i feel like they're trying to avoid something like that yeah I, they're, they're setting up anticipation i mean if it doesn't pay off it doesn't it doesn't pay off like that that sucks but then it's a dangling plot thread and we sit here and complain about it that that there was no pay like that's the thing is that it only matters if there's the payoff right that's that's the only context in which it actually ends up mattering w- what you set up because if there is no payoff then it just oh well what was that all about right you know but like if the game but if and when the game gets canned there's always going to be things that haven't paid off like that's just there's just going to happen if the game dies the game's gonna fucking die there's gonna be things left up in the air no shit yeah but at the same time you can you there are ways to tighten up your narrative so that you know that you don't that you have an easy out that you have some kind of out if that does happen because i really Mm. feel like the amount that they've set up right now with 3.4 and the end of 3.0 that it feels exactly like 2.55 or 2.5 rather where it was just set up set up set up set up set up and we had all Mm. of these different things that could end up paying off in 3.0 and half of them don't and then the the half that don't are the things that people really end up focusing on the fact that but, the fact that the fact that do <laughs> okay that way, half of them fucking do if none of them did then then it would be a way bigger more uh, you know more a visible problem but what yeah. I'm saying but what I'm saying is is that this is how you end up getting to oh Nanamo's still alive this is how you end up getting to well okay what the fuck was all of that shit in in 2.0 about old dot like it's taken an mm-hmm. entire an expansion oh, to get to the point where that pays off that mm-hmm. you also run the risk of people losing the narrative thread in their head as we move through expansions if you want me to mm-hmm. think back to exactly what happened in 2.5 that's going to be mm-hmm. a way bigger ask coming out of 3.5 than it is coming straight out of that uh, that narrative that you're referring to so look i mean i i understand the that the need for setup is there it's just there needs to be a planned payoff as opposed to shoehorning shit in a little like they ended up doing with the horn of travanche granted totally different mm-hmm. circumstance there but yes, it is yeah. it is what ends what ends up happening and as long i think as long as there's intent at the end of the day as long as you can sort of sit down and go okay i can i can sort of see where they where they were going with that then that makes a lot you know i think there that's, is I it's think, it's a lot it's a lot easier is. for me to square that circle. Yeah, I, I I have I have a lot of faith in the writers, and and I'm pretty sure that when they set up these threads, they do have an idea of where they're going to end. I I had a problem with the cat. I didn't like the cat. In yeah, the you know Shinoa. Fuck Shinoa. I did not like. Uh, I didn't like the yeah, cat. The cat's my a bit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my contribution. All right. I, it just it it. it seemed like more of a cheesy joke than it was an actual it was fine when it was in the fight but like it really should it have got been, weird when it got into the story it really should have just been kate sith but I, I i loved alexander i loved it it felt like an episode of tng i fucking loved it i it did I, feel like an episode of the next generation you're right i don't know yeah. I, yeah. 
it, it it just it felt very slow to me very very yeah. very you know and again it took three it took three patches of of getting this uh you know getting this narrative for it to feel like it paid off at all well that's because you weren't expecting it to pay off that's because you you were one of the people when the first one came out you said this is shit this is going nowhere the second one came out that this was is shit, this is going nowhere whereas i was over here saying Hang on, guys. Hang on. Like, like, just, just look at it. Look at but then it. it They're building went up nowhere. But then we were right. We were right in the end, I though. Is that it went nowhere? I don't agree. I don't agree. Okay, I look, look. We can have good stories that go somewhere that are still entertaining. And Alexander was not entertaining from the start, and then the payoff was all at the end. You can have entertaining story while leading up to something. You know, I think I think it was I think it was people's expectations that made it less entertaining. Can we just agree that I we all hated decided, mine? They, I think people decided that it was going to be unsatisfying and they went in with that mentality and it became exactly that. Hmm. I, I don't I, I don't know. Got out I, what they put in. I don't know, man. When you when you, you invest stick, in it, you didn't invest in it. When, what? <laughs> There's nothing to invest in. Exactly. Like when you compare that up against the binding coil of Bahamut, there was already automatic investment there from the beginning. You're running yeah, around. Nothing is ever going to be like that. Nothing is ever going to be like that it, ever again. There was, I, a, there was an entire game to set that up. It doesn't it's just have, not going to happen again. It, it doesn't can't. have to be like that, but it has to be engaging. Yeah. I have to care well, about the people in it. I can. <laughs> really? Did you? I can't again. I think I think that you guys about just, whiny, it was, it was whiny mide. Oh, my boyfriend. Ugh. He got sucked <laughs> up by the metal colossus. I'm so sad. I miss him. Like that was the whole fucking thing. That was her entire arc for two patches. Also, and they weren't goblins. even dating. She just like had this weird longing for him. <laughs> Yeah, they she just she just wanted to get dug out by the dude really bad. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's it. Wow. At the end of the day, they and and the that dude could not have had less of a clue that might existed. By the way, he's like, hey, like I get- I wanted to write a letter to Mide and be like, he's not into you. He's just not that into you. No, he's just not. He was though. He was though. They he became was, the end. Was, was, was he? Like, was neither of them had actually expressed it. In Blah blah blah. Yeah. Boo. We're twenty minutes over. Yeah. We've got to get All this right. over with. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I hate you guys anyway. <laughs> is never coming back ever again. <laughs> this is why you joined the Dream Network. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, that does. Uh, I think that does wrap it up here for Limit Break Radio. Guys, thanks for joining us here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we do have some fan fix to get through. We do have some emails that were sent to the show. But of course, we don't have time for those today. Next week, if you tune in next week, we'll be talking all about the Japanese Fan Fest and all of the announcements that were made out there we're going to be uh you know paying close attention and uh again this is we're talking about uh december 25th we're going to be live on the actual christmas day christmas day you know how pissed my girlfriend is very you know how pissed our families are very oh my god seriously i've taken a whole lot of flack for this but the thing is is that (laughs) it's really important like fan fest always has good announcements uh the japanese fan fest is i mean that's their home turf uh you know it's it, there's there's not there's no way there's not going to be anything to talk about so uh we may be over samurai 
We'll see. We'll Red see. We'll about, see. I, 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 I will put any amount of money on it this time next week. You guys are going to be talking about Samurai. At this, we'll see. At this, tossing yeah, out dude, the if, Samurai prediction. If Samurai prediction. gets announced, I'm calling in for my family Christmas parties and screaming. <laughs> Just saying. No, you're not invited, Nika. Yeah, no, we gave you the no, chance no, to be I'm, there. Hey, yeah, hey, no, hey, if you want to if you, you want to celebrate Samurai's announcement, then you make the time and tell your family <laughs> to fuck the hell off like we My did. My family, I literally <laughs> see one week a year. Yeah. yeah. Them. Great idea. Josh, so you're not invited either. I, I know. And you have to use those words exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, we're going to be here next weekend. Uh, if you are going to be here, make sure that you tune in live. I'm not expecting a ton of people. Don't worry if you can't. We understand if you're with family, but we are going to be uh, putting out an episode, whereas uh, we would normally just say, hey, forget it. We're going to just, you know, uh, take this week off. Uh, So if you're going to be around, we are definitely going to be around here. So uh, make sure that you tune in at next week over at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening live today. Uh, It's so awesome to have a nice big live crew uh, to to bounce uh, topics around with. Uh, I'm going to say that the jump potion was still a very hot topic even after we had moved on into 3.4 lore discussion in the chat room. So guys, we want to encourage you to sound off more on that. Hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com is where you can send those emails. We want to hear from you. We may be sick of talking about it. We may be sick of hearing about it. And those who are arguing for or against it may be sick of the discussion but the thing is is that your voice your opinion matters and we want to act as a method for you to be able to make your voice heard so host at limitbreakradio.com is the way that that can happen or make sure that you uh spend some time you know take some time aside on a sunday and give us a call here on the show i want to thank my crew of course uh kooky persona who has been helping out with calls all afternoon and of course our special guest Ethis Asher. Thank you so much. You can check him out. YouTube.com slash Ethis Asher and uh, Twitch.tv slash Ethis Asher as well. Uh, that is going to do it here for Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my crew Juxtaposition, Escalia Rayumasa, and Nika Kayanian. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kuki Persona and Escalia Rayumasa. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Yurexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, Dark Flux, Null Packet, Shira Heart Slot and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy 14 and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. 
In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.